Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to our cool robot, noisepace.xyz's only Gundam show. The home of the world famous fucking new type soup established 2020. <laughs> We're here, fucking all five of us. Smash Woo! Brothers voice, everyone is here. I'm Max, and I use Woo. he, him pronouns. And with me is. Roll call. Will someone go? Uh, I thought you were I'm... gonna call it her names like we're in class. Oh, we I are was in class. Okay, all right. Um, here we go. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll do <laughs> like, that. We'll do that. <laughs> With me is Morg. Hi, I'm Morg. I'm back. Uh, I use they them pronouns. I love to see it. I hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> wait, who should have gone now? Uh, S- Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah. I use she and they pronouns, and um, for me, ball is life. and you know what i'll pass it forward to colin uh hi my name's colin uh i use they and them pronouns and uh wow this hot this uh uh, hot tub water is just so nice and warm (laughs) and i feel it leaves us with jake hey i'm jake i use he and pronouns and i didn't think up a bit. <laughs> no, I didn't either. That's why I was just like, it's good, it's bad, it's everything. Some would uh, say that's fine. Not neither did the movie. A bit in and of itself. Uh, Jake, in this one, they're they're localized as funnels, not bits. <laughs> ah! oh, my bad. I didn't have a funnel. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> hey, we watched a fucking movie. Time. We sure did. Are you sure we did? <laughs> we watched. Sure we, did? we watched two hours of something that may or may not be described as movie. Probably, I would say we watched <laughs> like two hours of what should have been maybe a season. Maybe <gasps> it definitely, yeah, it definitely felt like maybe this would have worked better as like twelve episodes at the end of yeah. the show, like an OVA yes. series, perhaps. Yeah, um, absolutely. Or- or just like the last quarter of like a fifty-two episode Gundam television show airing at the same time. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, it feels like um, y'all sat me down last night. And we're like, oh, we got to watch this movie, and then you forgot to tell me that there's like a fifty-episode anime leading up to it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And like. I should say, I feel like I've talked about this in the Discord, but, like, I'm behind everyone else with the anime. You guys have seen Double Zeta, like, Zeta Mm -mm, and Double Zeta, mm -mm, all of mm -mm, it. mm -mm, Morg, Morg, Morg. (laughs) And it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, you're the one person on this podcast who is perfectly primed with the correct amount of media to watch this movie. (laughs) Me, I... I because fu- everything on my, okay, I have four tiny A5, very sparse pages of notes, and that all of them are like, this, this is absolute bullshit in the context of Zeta and Double Zeta. Like, w- this, this yeah, is- I watched half of Zeta, so I watched, mm-hmm. obviously, the first season, and then half of Zeta. Yeah. Perfect. Like, literally, all you need to know from when you got, like, caught up off of Zeta is that, like- Shark just kind of fucked off to space for like seven years. Yeah, I knew that already. Also, because I like to 
spoil things for myself, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like there's not even like world building stuff that you're really missing. No. Like they don't bring up stuff like the biosensor from Zeta and Double Zeta. No, you know, like there's like pretty much like the all of the new like weird lore in this movie is new to this movie and like isn't touched again until like unicorn probably <laughs> mm. can't fucking wait for Jesus. that genuinely i feel like this movie kind of backpedals all of zeta and double zeta oh yeah i That's think yeah. probably yeah. one of my biggest yeah. issues maybe we should stop letting tomino write things just a thought yeah well, so there is there is a logistical reason for that, and that's because, uh, like, Zeta was popular, but, like, mm-hmm. Zeta and Double Zeta weren't so hugely popular that they they basically only had to count on if people went to the, the theater to see this movie, they would have only seen the, the, tr- the movie trilogy for Mobile Suit Gundam. Right. That's it. Oh, like the remake. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Um. I guess that I mean, that it, is yeah. a way to show movies, <laughs> and I guess that's like how technically, technically, like how you're supposed to like do sequel movies and stuff. Yeah. But it was just felt so weird because like it's even backpedaled on some of the Zeta stuff I saw. You know? Yeah. I, I see more. It's like you watched it the way Tomini intended uh-huh. by not watching any other Gundam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had you had the most pure experience honestly though i think i'd rather have it be like this than looking at fucking oh i don't know uh marvel cinematic universe where it's like okay now watch like fucking 20 movies and maybe you can understand who everyone is no if this it's like do you know who amara is do you know who shar is okay fucking go nuts like at least at least you don't need that big of a knowledge base going in and despite the way no, you know what? The more I'm thinking about it, the more I think that people would enjoy it more if they literally had not seen anything except for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm i going to say, like, I think if I was a different person, I would have probably liked this movie more because I had <laughs> mostly seen the first right. like, season. But because of who I am as a person <laughs> and who I, like, do not click with, as in, like, eco-fash... Uh, I didn't really love this movie. What? I gotta you, say. Do you think that there may be some themes that don't resonate with your heart, Mork? Mm, probably. <laughs> um, have we I said can't the name wait of... to get into that. Yeah, have we said the name of the movie yet? We oh, no. <laughs> and we won't. And we won't. No, and we won't. We okay, good. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll summarize it, though. Yeah, sum- summarize what we've watched, Sarah. Okay. The the plot of the movie we watched, or the title of the movie, might as well be The Boys Are Fighting! It really is. It really is! It really fucking is. My, like, half the time, <laughs> literally, whenever Amuro and Char, like, see each other, like, that's my notes saying The Boys Are Fighting. It the says, like, fucking fighting. five times in my notes. <laughs> it they is. Go, they go smack around a little bit. Yeah. The boys are fighting, and they mean nothing, and nothing happens. What is characterization? <laughs> Amaro certainly um, doesn't know. Bef- yeah. Before we dive into uh-huh. maybe, I don't know, saying some other things that happened in the movie. Not that anything happened in the movie. Um, Colin, because <laughs> am I right in thinking you had the you're the person here that had the experience of seeing this movie before any of the other Gundam trilogy? Yes, uh, my because like a, my first exposure to Gundam was um, like the the OAVs that get made after this, so 0080 and 0083, um, and uh, uh, they showed this movie on Toonami like late at night. I, it was literally the 
they they showed it like the day before I went to school or something, or like you know <laughs> the the Saturday before school started, and I was like going to high school for the first time or something like that. Wow. So like I had I had read some summaries, some like very very like vague like stuff about just you know the Gundam universe in general to understand what the fuck was happening in eighty and eighty three. Um, but yeah, this was my first exposure to Amuro and Char. Weirdly enough. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, to oh, be right. fair, at least Amuro... Amuro's literally the same character every single time we see him. At least Char goes between Bummer. two... Char goes between two different modes, I'd say. And, but but it's, 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 Char's basically like horseshoe theory. In that <laughs> whenever, whenever we see him, he's like kind of fighting for the exact same thing, but like in different ways. I don't yeah. know. I'm, look, all I'll say is I'm fucking glad that I don't need to think about these two freaks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> These two motherfuckers. Except for when I probably will have to in the future. Who can say? Yeah, I mean, if we ever get a, a Moon Gundam anime, uh, hmm. not only do you get to think about Amuro again, but also he goes to Moon Moon. I'm sorry, he goes to where, Colin? Oh. He, <laughs> he goes to- I think I think you mean Moon Moon. <laughs> we don't me, say yeah. that name in this house. Yeah, <laughs> we, we 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 retcon Moon Moon in, in our double Zeta wrap up. It's fine. Um, okay, okay. Are y'all ready to get into it? No. Well, as ready as I'm going to be. Just a big Too old bad. I'm, I'm fucking pulling you into the soup like a siren, Sarah. Don't we? We're <laughs> all like siren. swimming in the soup like it's a big old hot tub. We're being cooked mm-hmm. alive. Soup is life. The soup is life. Ball is life. Um, okay. We, we, Colin uh, has so graciously... That's a very fucking loud truck driving outside. Colin has very graciously split this movie up into five parts, and we will summarize five parts as if there were an episode um, yeah. for the convenience Sick. of the listener. Because this is like one of the smartest things. I think Sarah was the original one to say, hey, we should do summaries. Um, Man. I, could you imagine <laughs> just like us wading through this entire movie oh, for God. three hours? Like, <laughs> We probably still will. Yeah. Um, we probably still will, and also uh, that's just that's just what the first season of Wow Cool Robot was, man. Pretty much, <laughs> and you know what? It's still my favorite TV show. So take Fuck that, Tony. Yeah. Now, all right. Um, <laughs> let me tell y'all about. I, I guess um, I'll just say part one of Char's counterattack. Ah, uh, thank you, Colin. <laughs> In the Federation capital of Lhasa, Tibet, the Vice Minister of the Federation evacuates with his daughter, Quest, as a war between the Federation and Neo-Zeon seems about to break out. Legendary pilots Amuro Ray and Shar Asnamal clash as Shar's Neo-Zeon forces successfully launch an asteroid on a collision course with Earth in an attempt to start a nuclear winter. Using his political clout, Vice Minister Pariah gets a space shuttle out of Hong Kong and happens to bring along a refugee with him, Hathaway Noah. On the moon, Amuro and his mechanic girlfriend Chan hurry up to finish New Gundam while Char addresses his fleet in full regalia as he spins out a new scheme to force humanity off of Earth. Char launches a distraction attack against Bright's ship while he sneaks away in a civilian vessel only for them to be chased off by Amuro's return. Okay. This is like, it, the, it, the movie fucking throws you like right into this. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It feels like you need to read something before, like, like <laughs> oh, did I miss the, did I miss the prequel novel? Yeah, right? No, you just have to watch it twice, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I, every battle that happens in this movie, I have no idea why it's happening. (laughs) Absolutely no idea. Have you considered this ideology? Literally, I I was like, why did it start, though? Like, ideology, fine, sure, whatever. But, like, it started before that. Like, it was just like, okay, Char and 
Amuro are fighting. I didn't even <laughs> catch like Amuro's like team name was Lundo Bell until like a while into the <laughs> yeah. fucking movie because I was just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, guess, the, I guess this is happening. Like, the sentence at the end of this recap that says, Charles launches a destruction attack against Bright's ship while he sneaks away at a civilian vessel only for them to be chased off by Amaro's return. Colin, how do you know that? How did you pick that up from the movie? Did that happen in the movie? What? Yes, it happened no. in the movie, and I've, it's because I've seen this movie like six times. Get <laughs> mm-hmm. forbidden knowledge. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the lore that they so graciously hid somewhere in this movie uh, <laughs> is uh, basically so... Um, after Double Zeta, after after Neo Zeon does its whole thing and Haman blows up, um, uh, Bright and Amuro have the genius idea of uh, what if we did the Titans again, but this yeah. time we were nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we slapped a big yeah. Biden sign on on the cage? And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's basically what Londo Bell is. Londo Bell is just Titans again, um, yeah. and they're they're going around yeah. trying to find Neo Zeon forces. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's Titans again. It's Titans with like slightly less power and autonomy and smaller. Yeah. I saw, but like I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't looked it up on the wiki. Yeah, Lon- Londo <laughs> Bell. We won't spread Monofsky car- particles over your mom. Yeah, some absolutely <laughs> wild shit that they did in the dub. They're yeah. not the Titans. They're the Tetons. Yeah, so that's a very <laughs> fucking stupid way. Because yes. that's a, it's it's a transliteration. Because you know it's spelled Titans in Japanese, so you would pronounce it Tetons. But like. <laughs> it's clearly just the Titans. You don't need to say it phonetically like that. Yeah. The Tetons! I was freaking out when they said Tetons. I was like, what Yeah, because that's in, that's in Char's speech where he also, I guess, the way that uh, whatever, like, probably language is around Haman Karn makes it seem like she's supposed to be an organization instead of a person. So, mm-hmm. like, Char, Char calls her the Haman. <laughs> the Haman. <laughs> No, I think we should all start calling her the Haman the for now on. Um, it's just so fucking crazy, like, that they just took that translation. Was this movie, like, dubbed before the shows were? No. no. It's the same voice actors as 0079? Yeah. yeah. Just weird. I don't know. I, I think it's just a weirder translation. Oh, a new whatever. translation, perhaps. Um, <laughs> a, but fucking... Can hmm. anyone want to talk about uh, Quest Pariah? Ah, uh, yeah. Because uh, we, we, get, we get Gundam for like two seconds where we see Chan come in and like rip a big tarp off of it. But yeah. then we get to meet, uh, we get to meet some, some hippie teens down, in, oh. down on Earth. Peace and love. And one of them has blue hair. <laughs> I wonder which one is important. It's blue hair, um, it's like lopsided pony uh pigtails Mm -hmm. uh her name's quest she's like the daughter of vice minister vice minister adrenauer pariah yeah i was like how the fuck do you say your name dude Mm. but it's it's, the the fact that their name is pariah even though it's spelled weird and then they like he's like the president of earth or some shit i don't fucking know but he's big important man um you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that. My brain it's, kept uh, reading it as papaya. <laughs> Quest pineapple. Um, uh, well, uh, you know, would you believe it that Quest is the most hated character in Gundam? Uh, mm, so really? she is a you bit of a pariah. <laughs> so I have mixed feelings about that because she is thirteen. <laughs> 
She's a, but I'm also like, well, so is all these other kids that are in the show that I like a lot more than her. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think never that, mind. I, I, th- mm-hmm. I don't. I I feel like it's like uh, I can understand why not not understand. I don't hate quests. I think that people. I mean, look, as we know, fucking Gundam fans are idiots, right? Um, n- no one, no <laughs> one knows how to sure. properly examine this show. I feel like people latch on to like the circumstances around quests, and I guess probably because she's a minor and also a woman, they blame it on her for some reason. Yeah. But like, no, quest <laughs> is fine. We like quests here. It's just literally everything surrounding quests that fucking sucks. I mean, like, I, I don't get me word. wrong. I do hate quests. <laughs> Um, like is I, a strong she's, word. She, I don't hate her, yeah. but I don't like her. I had no problems with her. I like Quest. I think I, she's a little gremlin, and I love her. Uh, yeah. When I like, okay, when I say I hate Quest, I mean that if I were to ever oh. meet her in real life, I would be hard pressed to not shove her out a window because <laughs> she's just she's she's a thirteen year old who's just logged onto Tumblr and she started seeing like discourse posts and then mm-hmm. she's just gotten really like argumentative with her parents every day and like ran away to India with some teens and like I'm like oh my god and she's just like the, the child of like a rich person and is neglected and, like yeah. I think she's very well written yeah. and yeah. like yes and she does he... bite her dad's mistress yeah that fucking uh, rules <laughs> I do love that she's so annoying to the mistress that the mistress decides to stay on earth <laughs> she would literally yeah. rather die it's on earth so than like good. be stuck in That's a plane so with her I mean me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh a, a, like a couple of or I guess yesterday um uh Cass posted uh an interview with Tomino that gives a little bit more like thought into maybe how he wrote Kess, do you guys want to uh, have me read this yeah, off real quick? Do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is that yeah. in so, the channel? Uh, it is. Uh, it's in Battle Report. Uh, but I'll just I'll read it off real quick. Um, uh, the interviewer asks uh, regarding uh, Quest, what kind of girl is she in your mind? And Tomino says, the exact kind of girl she is in the movie. If you want to know why I included a girl like her in the story, the honest answer is that I just did I did it from a technical perspective, and I do have some regrets about that. Uh, there needs to be a character like her to move the story along. The, that's the truth of it. Maybe I could have come up with uh, yes. some impetus without using uh, Quest. In that case, maybe it all goes back to what we were discussing earlier about Lolicons. I cr- created mm-hmm. her as an anti thesis to the character to that character mold basically she's a girl who's overly aware of the fact that she's a child looking back at it now i may have created her as a response to the type of girls in miyazaki movies uh so she's like the opposite of lpo play uh plur uh that uh the one of the interviewer asks and uh tomina says not in my mind they're the same the difference is that uh, uh plur is more straightforward quest tries to act like an adult um uh, which is definitely a thing to say that uh, Miyazaki panders to pedophiles. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Rough. Oh my god, that's yeah. a bit the, rough such to a fucking say. bitter, yeah, angry old man. The, that's that's probably the one thing that I I say take that statement with a grain of salt, and it's probably him like looking back with hindsight because. Uh, when Shower's Counterattack had come out, uh, Miyazaki had only directed three movies, uh, and those were um, Castle of Cagliostro, the Lupin movie he made, uh, Nausicaa, and uh, Laputa. And Laputa okay. is really, like, the only one of those movies that has his, like, mm-hmm. archetypical, like, female character in it. Yeah. I mean, like, Castle of Cagliostro has the, like, teen and then she's like, oh, Lupin, I love you! And, like, specifically... The way that's portrayed is Lupin is like, um, no, and just pushes her away. And that's like, 
f- fucking normal. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's actually very interesting that he like made her with that in mind. And also like, um, especially cause like some of the faces she makes do feel kind of Miyazaki-esque, but I could not figure out if that was like, I could not figure out if that was intentional or not. And it sounds like it might've been. And, um, I just, I think it's very like, she is very colorful too. Like Mm -hmm. in, in a different way than like the Gundams are, I guess, you know, like, not just the hair, like, just her style and everything, and her attitude. Like, she is very annoying, but, like, in a way that, like, I was also annoying at 13, like, yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, I'm an adult, but there is, like, yeah. still, um, <laughs> yeah. There's still, like, echoes of that, I guess, and I, mm-hmm. I respect that more, and that's why I, I guess I'm like, yeah, I guess I don't hate her, but I would hate to meet her as a person. <laughs> yeah. She's I think definitely it's a, really a 13 year old who thinks that she's the main character of an anime, yes. and I think that's part mm. of the reason I actually really like her. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm coming around on her. I think as we talk about her... Sorry, Jake. Oh, you're good. I was just saying, I think I'm coming around on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think she's a really good like portrayal of when a 13-year-old girl catches ideology and just, like, goes ham for it but doesn't really know what's going on. Right. She just wants to be And then ends up running away with a fascist dictator. Yeah. Yeah, who can, yeah, you know, happens to the best of us. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all we been are there. all. Um, but fucking... They're, they, they fly on a Concorde, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we had a little moment where we were all like, oh, cool, Concorde, when you're watching yeah. the movie. Um, there's a fun little bit... Um, where I, I think they're, they're like on the plane leaving um, Lhasa, or I guess are they in Lhasa or are they in India by now? They're in Lhasa still. They're they're, they're in Lhasa. Lhasa's they take the in, they take a um, a Concorde to Hong Kong and then they hop on a right. space shuttle. They mm-hmm. I I like the just the sheer incompetence of the Earth Federation government. Like just throughout the entire fucking series is so funny to me because as they're flying, um, one of one of the people on the plane mentions that like they didn't believe that Shar was still alive. It's like, like the entire thing is like, damn, there was no way to see this coming. There's nothing we can do. Uh, guess we'll like fucking give in to all of his demands. It's just like, it's these small lines like this that just really continue to hammer in, like just how fucking useless every single person in the Earth government is. Yeah. Well, yeah, and in, yeah. in Double Zeta, they kind of did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Giving into Hamon's demands. They're very uh-huh. like submissive and just like roll over at the fucking threat. It's like the, I like. Sounds familiar. They don't want to do anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's certainly this can't be any sort of uh, real world social commentary. Yeah, this I don't know. This would have as a, like an ending arc to ZZ, where you have all of like the class dynamics and like the build up, the way politics works in that show. I feel like it would have it would have come through a lot better. And instead, we just like. It's this weird thing where it's like, yeah, well, we're supposed to know that's canon, but also we're supposed to expect to not need to know it. And it's just like there's so many mm. holes they don't fill in, despite being kind of really efficient with the way that they deploy exposition, that it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's I don't think Tomino knows how to write a movie is the problem. No, I don't think <laughs> yeah, Tomino yeah. knows how to write. <laughs> I just think that the the things that Shar does, you know, the war crimes that Shar does in this would be a lot better like explored if they were pitted up against judo mm-hmm. not amuro i guess well amuro doesn't fucking know shit amuro just i don't fucking he's, know he's not like, a character judo, here he's uh, yeah 
But Judo's just like our working class hero who, if Judo is like, hey, the people on Earth are suffering and having a bad time, you can't just, like, you you feel that Judo knows what the fuck he's talking about because, like, he's a people person. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amuro's just a... Uh, a cop? A yeah. cop. It's Amuro's like, a yeah. cop. Amuro's <laughs> a cop. Amuro's the... I hate to say this, but my brain was like, oh, Amuro's the Harry Potter. Yeah, no, he <laughs> exactly <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, the thing that really would have sold Amuro better for me in this movie because he does gesture at the idea of like kind of Char's big flaws that he won't mm-hmm. think about the little people um, but he never it, he need, he needs to do something in this movie to actually physically oppose the Federation and he never does mm-hmm. and I feel like even even something as simple as having one scene where he like where he calls Psy up on the phone to like you know get some fucking intel from his weird you know uh, reporter spy Sorry, network to like be able to like do something against the Federation to like stop Shar. Like I feel like that would have been a better pull than what we end up getting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot and like would have like yeah. <laughs> a lot of his lines feel kind of yeah. and yeah, I think it's a big part of it. There just wasn't. Build up, which is wild because there's so much happening in this movie that I'm kind of yeah. surprised that didn't show up. Fucking at remember <laughs> at the end of Double Zero when like the Federation showed up no. and Judo was like, oh, fuck you guys as well. Like, imagine yeah. that guy had been <laughs> yeah. opposing Shaw. I know, like, Amuro is not a character. He is a, a set of Idea. lines. He is a set of lines, like, with the conditional statement of, this is what I say when Shar says this line. Like, he's literally there to just, like, Oppose Char. Be on the poster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Fucking like it would work better with almost literally any other character in the Gundam because what it turned into. And I'm not. I think the movie could have worked better if it was more like because okay, like the whole thing is you know Char's plan is you know yeah he's gonna drop the big rock on Earth, but he also just wants to fucking fight Amuro. And I feel yeah. like if the movie, I mean, the movie already leans into that pretty hard, but like. If the movie lent more into that, where like it didn't, the it didn't try to be half deep, half wow, cool robot, all that shit. Like I would have liked it more because it would have been more understandable. Of like, yeah, the fucking faded rivalry. Like it feels like Shar's trying to juggle too many plates at once. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if Shar was just like went fully Joker mode and was like, Mamoru, <laughs> I'm going to send you a little present and just like shoots an asteroid at Earth and is just fully Jokerified. I think yeah, that would be, be so fun. funny. That'd yeah. be extremely good. I mean, not really, but like I would have a fun time. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do get the we get one single Jokerified line from Char later, <laughs> which so we sure fucking do. <laughs> Oh, have we finished talking about the first part? Yeah. No. Can we like brief? No. I mean, can we briefly like mention like mm. how he was talking about freezing the earth? Yes. Yeah. He wants to make I a nuclear like winter. That's kind of important because it's kind Just, of the through line, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrap it in um, uh, saran wrap. I think you say. Yes. And pop it in the freezer. Yeah, and exactly. chill for uh, twenty million years. He wants um, to deep freeze the earth, or at least he, that's what he says he wants. And that's something because it's like, oh, there's this thing where it's like, oh, he hates people. But I'm like, you're freezing the whole earth, my dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's just gonna let it take a nice little nap. Yeah. Like, uh, I. The the problem with Char's approach to like environmentalism is he has a very like 
like hippie like mother earth idea of what the environment is yeah and is like you know okay with doing a mass extinction event that is just bad enough that like humans won't be able to live on earth but a thousand years from now or or thousands of years from now uh, earth will still be able to support life or whatever which is just such a fucking like i hate it I hate it. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's why he felt so ecofash because they do the yeah. same shit. They say the what same. What if humans sh- were the disease? <laughs> Thanks. Doesn't he actually say that line that humans are yes. the virus or Yes. It's something but similar. Yeah, he calls them parasites. He calls uh, them parasites. He says the, he calls yeah, he oh, says really? the humans specifically because yeah. and we space later like fine. find out that he's fine. I mean, we knew he was fine with space humans, but it's more explicit later. Yeah. yeah. What his actual plan is. Like, again, he's trying to juggle too many plates because half of his the shit he's doing is like, yeah, we're going to purge humans from Earth and make it oh, nice. And at the same time, he's like, and I'm also going to fully realize my father's ideology and turn humanity into new types. And it's like, well, by dropping this big, cool rock, I can do both at the same time. I think that's <laughs> like, more like, yeah, that's like in the, is that in the second or third? That's later on, summary. but like, you know. Well, two birds, well, one axis. Yeah. <laughs> two birds, one big, stinky <laughs> nuclear rock. Uh, I love that it's it, called it, the um, fucking axis. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, the, what his fun little uh, deep freeze plan feels like to me is like, um, if your landlord really wants to evict you, but like he can't really find a good reason to like kick you out, so he consistently keeps making the place shittier and shittier yeah. to li- live in until you leave by yourself. I like, except you die. I, Except you die. He's making use of legal <laughs> loopholes to purge the earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking, some things do happen in the movie. Like, we see this space battle because he's currently dropping, I think, is it fifth Luna, Colin? Yeah, it's fifth Luna, yeah. Yeah, he's dropping a smaller, stinkier rock uh, onto earth. And, like, we see a space battle. We see Jigans. They're cool. Um, yeah. Fucking, okay. we, we get introduced to Gune Gus here. Yes. Who uh, is bad. <laughs> <laughs> He In has something. a blue and yellow mobile suit, right? Yeah, the Jock Doga fucking slaps. Yeah. Okay. I uh something. I I hate that like Yune is like a specific like spy archetype character that makes part of my brain light up, but he is just the nastiest mm-hmm. rancid boy to ever exist. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe the most hateable Gundam character. <laughs> One of them at the very least. Sorry. Did we also mention uh Amaro's uh, on and off again kind of girlfriend Sean? Sean, Chan, yeah, like, yeah. Chan, and I, I don't even think that, like, they kiss oh, really yeah, yeah. later on, but, like, no, yeah, yes. I don't know how much that's hinted at during the movie. I, like, I didn't they pick kiss. up on any of that at all. Oh, they, they kiss, yeah, like, they, do they kiss like, early on? Um, no, not early on, but they do they kiss. They kiss, like, near the end of the movie. But they're, I know it's that. very, it, it is very clear yeah. that, like, he acts towards her what he acted towards other like female romantic interests in the like show. their vibe like, they'll, is just yeah. yeah. Chan does hint that they fuck. Okay. Like <laughs> oh I just, okay, well I miss that, but I, I'm yeah. not surprised. Good for it's very important. Where they hold hands. I'm like this <laughs> movie is like very hetero for some reason. Yeah, I think it's very important to mention that this movie uh, really, really wants you to know that Amaro is sexy and he fucks. Yeah, <laughs> and he's very straight, <laughs> and very he's very straight. hetero sexy. Yeah, it's like Char's trying to give him so much attention, but Amaro's like, "No, nah, sorry, Char, I have a girlfriend, and I think you do too." And Char's like, "No, but you're the one for me, Amaro. Come on." <laughs> it is it is weird how yeah. much this movie leans into Char being gay for Amaro, but Amaro not reciprocating. Yes, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I 
but then uh it gets like very muddled at the end too though with that yeah. because of everything on, that Deborah, happens I'm to just... her and it's like mm-hmm. i'm sending you an asteroid <laughs> maybe, <laughs> send a will... <laughs> maybe senpai will notice me if i send him a big cool rock Mm, Amaro, I'm being incredibly naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Punish me, daddy. I'm vibrating. Fucking. (laughs) Yeah, they fight here. Um, I think uh, um, Amaro's in the Regi-Z right now. And and Char's in the Sazabi. Big red robot. Everyone loves the Sazabi. Fucking whips. Um, Love a big robot. Love big red. Red comments. Big red. They also, so when they fight, you know, and they have their ideology speech, and we discussed a lot of that earlier, but, like, one of the most fucking distracting things in the movie is that whenever anyone activates their beam saber, it just plays a lightsaber noise. I did not actually pick up on that for some reason. drove me fucking crazy. I also did not notice that, and I am very glad. Either it's because maybe the dub has it less pronounced, or it's because I'm just not, like, Star Wars brand. You're not not Star Wars pilled. No, um, I did notice because I I know I was noticing the lightsaber noises when I was watching it last night, but I didn't notice it this morning, which when I was watching the dub. So actually, oh, maybe they did change it. Okay. They probably kind of had to. <laughs> but also, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, I mean, I was trying, but the movie just kind of doesn't want you to pay attention to it because no. it does that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I'm I'm thinking that maybe uh, Shar's counterattack might have been localized by the same team who localized a lot of the OAVs because 0080 and 0083 also do still have uh, lightsaber noises too. Oh, good, outstanding, <laughs> wonderful. Um, I will say that the translation makes the movie a bit more intelligible than the sub. Uh, the bar's not that high, so it doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Have we mentioned Mirai's and, and Hathaway and Shaman? We've not. No. Uh, oh, there's so oh, much happening to... in this first section. <laughs> yeah. Why, fucking... What's up, Sarah? I What's wanted up, to Sarah? mention about um, Mirai that like, I'd caught on the second rewatch that the reason that Mirai and Shaman can't go to Earth is because like the uh, Quest and her shitty dad have taken their seats. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like, didn't notice that the first time. I was like, oh, it's fucking Maxime's. Yeah. That sucks so bad. And, ba- and like, the yeah. only reason that uh, Hathaway gets to go up is because, like, uh, you know, Pariah's dad asked them who their letter of recommendation is for, and it turns out to be somebody he owns a- owes a favor to. So he's mm-hmm. like, well, my mistress isn't coming, so let him know that one of them can come. Might as fucking yeah. well. Uh, it's just... Oh, God. Like, it's so weird. Like, I did not, like... It took me like five minutes to realize that it was Mirai. I was like, "Oh, whoops!" I had yeah. to hear him yeah, say like her, Noah. Looked, I had to hear them say <laughs> she Hathaway. Looks so Noah. different. I know it's less her hair. It's more the fact that both Bright and Mirai have whites in their eyes now, which is like that was like the <laughs> yeah. most striking character thing for them in the previous Gundams because they looked different. Like it was cool that the characters didn't all have this totally homogenous design, and then it's like, "Oh, well, now you can't fucking recognize them anymore." Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like Mirai in this. She's just very like. Yeah. She just fucking rolls with the punches. She's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, I actually, I think we should do another recap because I have some stuff uh, to talk about Mirai later on. Okay. Okay. I'll do. I have the second one. So. Yeah, we're about there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is only like up to fifty minutes. God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we've <laughs> talked about the first twenty minutes of the movie in 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 this fucking like half hour. So you love yeah. it. 
And technically, as far as like scene to scenes, we only covered seven minutes. No, uh, we're, we're just fucking bouncing around. We're yeah, talking about only the yeah. important things, and we're still going to be here yeah. for a long ass time. Buckle in. Yeah, That's absolutely. All right, hit it, All right hit it, Colin. Bright and Hathaway reunite as their ship rescues the damaged shuttle. Amaru dreams of Lala, who still seeks to watch over him and Char. Hathaway and Quest continue to bond, but Quest senses Amaro's abilities and becomes frustrated at how close he is with Chan. They soon arrive at the colony Londonium, as does Char, at a secret negotiation with the vice minister, uh, that's Quest's dad, uh, Char agrees to a peace treaty and trades gold bars for control of access with which he plans to use in his schemes. While exploring the colony with Quest and Hathaway, Amaro discovers Char and the two come to blows. Quest is immediately taken with Char's ideology and helps Char escape. As Amaro and Bright struggle to find out Char's plans, he discovers that Quest is a natural new type rivaling Lala soon. When space... While Space Noids love Char and what he stands for, everyone around him believes he has ulterior motives, especially concerning Quest. Ugh, fucking projecting. <laughs> God, um, we didn't even, like, talk about how, um, one of the people at the negotiations was a familiar face. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking Cameron. Yep. <laughs> He never forgot how Mirai flipped him off that one time. Yeah. <laughs> this this, uh, to bring back. this movie mm-hmm. would be markedly improved if we replaced Cameron Bloom with Kai. I'm just saying. Yo! <laughs> fucking anything would call it. Yeah. Yo! What if he I was there and he actually stayed around? Because Cameron doesn't really stay that long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's just there to fucking be a... <laughs> just remember this guy? What a weird pull, too. Like he's he's there to like pine after Mirai. Yeah, pretty much. Still, I'm <laughs> like, like it's been whole... years, my dude. Yeah, yeah. fourteen. It's like, so fucking long, on. dude. Get God. over it. Um, oh, I've just I've oh, it probably has been fourteen years since I'm now realizing that all the fucking children in this movie were born after the One Year War. Damn. Oh. Uh, fucked up. Um. So. The first thing I want to talk about, like, so, you know, they're, they're fucking, is Amaro's dream, basically. Because <laughs> I was really surprised at how little Lala was actually, like, yeah. in this movie. I thought she was going to be, a, like, when I first saw this dream sequence, I thought, oh, Lala's going to keep on showing up. No. This is, like, basically the only significant Lala thing we ever see in this movie. And- yeah. And, like, she she shows up later whenever Amaro sees a horrible goose, and that's it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a beautiful day in Londonian and you are a horrible new type. But like, I just, I don't know. I really fucking wish Lala was more important because, again, you know, we'll get into this later. But like, there really isn't enough of the weird psychedelic new type soup that we all know and love. Like, this is really, I mean, as far as like the psychedelic aspect of it, this is really all we get. Like, yeah. Mm, it's like a soupy movie, but not and, visually. Yeah. 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 And like, it's specifically true. framed as it's like this because it's a dream, which is such a fucking cop out. Like, that's a cop like, out. Even the soup like, did, stuff Tomi- later is not psychedelic enough for me. Yeah. Like, Tomino, did you forget the fucking Heidi soup in 0079? Go back to that, please. <laughs> they didn't <sighs> want to make the movie too weird, so it would appeal to everybody. Mm. Did you- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the movie sure wasn't weird because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it, it's interesting that 
Amaro's thing is that he's like blaming Lala now for trying to like keep both of them. Amaro's like, no, you like I, I would understand it from the aspect of you have to pick one of us, but I don't even think he says that. I think it's more like, Lala, you're being selfish because you're just hanging around trying to watch over the both of us. And Lala says some wild shit in his own mind. If I can fucking find it in my um she says, wouldn't it be a shame if one's consciousness lasted forever? And part of me thinks that, like, maybe she's sticking around because, like, Amro and Char still just can't fucking let her go. Like, she wants yeah. to leave, but she's like, damn, doesn't this suck that you're keeping me here? <laughs> like, give it up, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, you're being selfish. And she's like, no, you're being selfish, you motherfucker. Let yeah. me go. Mm-hmm. But at the Wait. same time, it doesn't feel like Amuro is holding on to her. It feels like Shar oh. is, but she calls Shar pure, which I just, I don't know. Wild. <laughs> don't like that. Yeah, that was weird. Did not like that. I was like, why do you think this? <laughs> He's yeah, a virgin, it, Amuro. It bothers me that, like, a big... Sorry, they were doing clearly. It bothers me that a big part of Amuro's thing in Zeta is that he doesn't want to go to space because like Lala's vibes are still up there and he's afraid of that. And then like that's not that just doesn't come up. Yeah, like it's maybe it was gonna come up at the in like whatever prior ZZ plans there were, but like this is nothing. Yeah. It's just like it honestly just feels like remember Lala? Like it, it just feels yeah. like a callback for callback's sake that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. That's kind of this whole movie. This movie loves <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I, like, I've sat with this movie for 15 years of my life. So, like, you know, I feel like I get what Tomino is trying to do with it. And it really, like, Lala needs to, like, show up at the end. We need a psychedelic sequence and, like, have Lala explain what new types are. And it doesn't, ha- it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the- I think the the ending would have been maybe more powerful if Lala. I don't know why the fuck she wasn't there. Why like, wasn't I thought she, she there? was showing up? I thought was... she was like about to show up. But no, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. yeah we'll get there. Fucking, I, I kept don't know. expecting it. It's just mm. um, that would have made like so much more sense. <laughs> like, I mean, as much sense as a weird psychedelic thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, but we're used to yeah. that shit specifically by now. It's Gundam, so you already know what we're going in for. But like. <laughs> <sighs> You know, okay, it's like, when something is weird and psychedelic and doesn't make sense, you feel, like, that's, you feel like it's not supposed to make sense, and you're like, okay, you're just vibing with it. I'm like, maybe if this movie had been just a hell of a lot more weird and psychedelic, the fact that it doesn't really, that everything happens so much and it just overwhelms you would sit better with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way it like the way it looks and presents itself, it feels like I am supposed to be following the track of every single one of these goddamn fucking little battles, and that I am supposed to follow what's going on and be able to like do the four D chess of this plot in my mind. But I'm not, and I don't like it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it has the Zeta problem of it's a little too obsessed with like the physical like material aspects of what's going on and forgetting that like you have to like people like 0079 because it went abstract and like the part for zeta is best is when it also does that and just this movie is it's too grounded (laughs) it's confusing because of it yeah it's it's pulled on by earth gravity (laughs) 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 it said the line folks it's like tomino's too grounded by gravity yeah if fucking if I, I think if you were to go in completely blind, knowing nothing about Gundam, like 
you would, I think you'd still be fine if it was totally abstract and psychedelic because that would be like, oh, that's a cool change of pace from the sort of like harder sci-fi story I was expecting. So it works on, I think, like every single level and it's just weird. I mean, look, I, I we can't, <laughs> none of us can claim to know the mind of Tomino. So fucking whatever goes on up there is like, his dark machinations caused this shit to happen. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so we're also we're not watching this in 1980-whatever Japan. That's so, true. So like, we don't really know what the vibe and I'm not going to fucking bother researching it. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> that's not this podcast. <laughs> that's not this podcast. <laughs> uh, no bad checks. So, yeah. What's next? I uh, would love to talk about the horse. The most important scene in the movie. <laughs> the the most important yeah. The so, second yeah, we, most important scene. We have this little <laughs> negotiation with Cameron Bloom, which is basically just Char playing dumb the whole time to like convince the Federation that he's not up to anything good. Mm-hmm. And then he puts on a suit, puts on some sunglasses, says I'm being incredibly wicked, and gets on a fucking horse. <laughs> I'm gonna do something fucking twisted. I'm being a naughty boy right now, Amaro. God, that was one of the best. I'm becoming the Joker, Amaro. Amaro boy. I'm going to become the Joker. He tattoos Bajina on his forehead. I the like the delivery of that line is. Precisely, it's like a somebody stop me. <laughs> yeah. What he is saying, <laughs> like, stop me. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody, somebody had stopped stop him. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I mean, I guess they did eventually. eventually. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. they're driving in this in this jeep over the countryside right now, and yeah. like I think Quest says, "Chase that swan, Amaro," and it's like, "Congratulations, yeah. you fucking he said you set the plot of the movie." Um, because yeah. he sees Lala swan, as chase they've Lala. also got Haro now. Oh yeah, Haro's here. Oh, yeah. Uh he doesn't do anything, Big, but his presence is felt. It, I noticed again that like um they're at a hotel and like Amaru leans across the desk and is like, Is he finished charging? And I was like, What the and then like Haro is handed over. So it's like when you go to a bar and your phone runs out of battery, so you go up to the bar and you're like, Hey, could could you charge this behind the bar? And they, so that's what happened to Haro. I love it. That's yeah. so funny. Is he's a little he's just a little man. He's just there. Yeah. He's just there. They gotta show Haro at least once, you know. They have but to have a Haro in every Gundam series. He's chilling with um, Hathaway for most of this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is also the scene where we do find out that Amaro and Chan fuck uh, because they're coming out of the elevator with Hathaway and Chan tells Hathaway, oh, well, we spend so much time together when we're not around uh, you. It's fine if you go hang out with, with Amaro without me. And then, like, uh, Hathaway does, like, a comedy, like, giggle dance. And I think this is, yeah, I think this is supposed to be confirmation that, yes, they do fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for uh, them. Okay. <laughs> But, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but th- as they're driving, then they see Char on the horse, and, like, Amaro just, like, fucking turns into a wild chimpanzee and starts driving after him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this is the second greatest scene in all media. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this makes the movie worth it. Yes. It's like, this, so this and the funny. other scene. He literally tackles the- him off the horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, get his ass. The boys are yeah. fighting. The boys uh, are fighting. This is this is kind of also where we get the first like discussion between Amro and Char as to what their how how their like feelings about the world are different. Uh, yeah, fucking <laughs> hoof, hoof. I'm just like, what, wow, what? way to like say it, not show it. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. T- tell, don't what? show. 
<laughs> As we know, uh, Gundam is is does not believe in subtext, only text. <laughs> text is for cowards, subtext. Tomino. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> subtext, whatever. You know what I mean. The yeah. fact that, like, that bothers me, actually, because, like, again, there's a lot of subtext in this movie that ties into class stuff. Like, the fact that yeah. they buy Axis with money and, like, the Earth Federation guy is like okay but like we needed that money for our welfare policies and it's like oh oh look themes about class it's very easy and then like it's never mentioned it's never it's never addressed and it's like oh that that again because i've just come off as easy fucking loved easy they show me they like hint at shit like that and then the thing they actually do is have amuro and shar roll around on the grass in a romantic and sexually tense way and yell ideology <laughs> at each other, which, you know, I'm not complaining. <laughs> but. I mean, but. that's just a Friday night for me, right? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> God, it just feels so, like, hollow because of that, you know? Like, I think you're right. Like, there was this, like, undertone of class, like, especially with how, like, that stuff, but also how, like, quest acts and her dad acts and stuff like how they kind of act higher class and how they kind of took right um mirai spot and all that like that felt mm. very but yeah it, and that's yeah. fine but it just like conflicts a lot with this like very blatant ideology of humans are bad oh no human mm-hmm. i humans are cool actually and the, the good <laughs> good that's all that's all they like are yelling at each other is earth is good earth is bad all my homies hate earth but no it's (laughs) good actually yeah it's like because like because amuro does say that like we 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 have to solve this with like human wisdom or whatever like but the fact that he never comes out and like except for like one line at the end like explicitly like calling out Shar for ignoring like poor people or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Like we're just kind of left to see like because he just aligns himself with people like Pariah and Bright. What we're left with is like, well, we're gonna get a shot of of Mariah and, and uh, Bright's apartment, which is fucking falling apart, and a cup and like we get to find out what Sweetwater is for like five seconds, and that's the closest it gets to actually like showing us the marginalized people in in this setting and what they're having to deal I'm with. Right? Yeah. Like. Char is talking about genociding the earth like legitimately and Mm -hmm. like this is like a ton of earth people are gonna be like people who couldn't go into space for a variety of reasons a lot of it's money a lot of it's (laughs) ability like there you know I wouldn't be surprised if it was only like able-bodied people that could go into space and like become space noids so I was just like so constantly frustrated about how much he talks about how much he hates earth and how much he hates humans on earth and i'm like you hate like the capitalist class of humans on earth which like same but yeah it, yeah that's all you care about mm-hmm. and that's and like that's, um that's why i'm like so pissed at char through this whole fucking movie i'm like ah <laughs> Yeah, like, and again, uh, we talked about, mentioned Mirai's shitty flat, like, whenever, I was gonna say Cats goes to space, fucking Hathaway goes oh, to I space. I wish it was Cats, what the fuck? <laughs> mm, I mean, uh, 
having I, cats had a great time in he, space. He hasn't left space, this. let's say. Um, yeah, it was cats, a great idea to spend cats in uh, space. <laughs> cats and Iato are we're having a wonderful time in space right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, so is Hathaway. Hathaway's gonna have a great time. The rest of this movie, anyway. Mm. It's like you, they separate them. They put Hathaway in space. They they and then Mirai and Shemin are left on Earth. And like they. They spend, they kind of spend the whole time when they are on Earth trying to get to space, it feels like. And it's like, Char is all like, oh, Earth sucks. And then we cut to Mirai and like, it really feels like the writing is that they are there to show us that the people on Earth would fucking McFucking love nothing more than to go to space, but they can't because of all these blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, they're, they're showing us all this stuff. And then Char is just saying extremely black and white kind of bullshit when we, if you've seen Vizetta, you you've seen Quattro fucking Vagina, and you see that Char has probably thought more nuanced than this, and you can like, you know, imagine a world in which Char looked at Earth, looked at maybe people who were having a shit time, looked at the Federation officials, and then came to the conclusion that it was worth destroying all of Earth just to get rid of the capitalist classes. The movie just, the movie could rest on so much more than what it does. It just doesn't. It just I'm, I'm just talking at this point, and I'm just mad. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it, it, it doesn't go far enough. Yeah, like Double Zeta does such a better job at this because it one it can it it conveys how depopulated the Earth is, which like if you're gonna side with Char is the only that's the only reason you can remotely accept that it's palatable for what yeah. he's doing. Mm-hmm. But also, it just does such a better job of of showing like the people at the at the bottom rung of society that are still on earth and showing the people at the top rung and showing that there's no one in between that everybody yes. else is in space now. Yes. And like I oh god, like I if if this movie had more like like federation officials like eating giant like roast pigs and like drinking mm. champagne or something, maybe this would work better. But <laughs> it would still be like no. very tough to stomach, but it would make a lot more sense and it would seem more um like he talks about later Char talks about later like being kinda like this bad guy and like willing to be kinda take on all this evil, but like I feel like that's only even remotely like that would only be sympathetic if he was focusing because he was like, yes, I want to make sure these capitalist fucks that rule us, like, don't do worse. But he does, like, if he was, like, God, I'm having trouble talking about this. I'm sorry. But, like, you're fine. (laughs) It's like, ah, if he, like, was willing to give up the lower people that would, like, be terrible and like horrible but at least it was brought up right yeah he doesn't at least even bring consistent. it up yeah and and to that point like th- this fundamentally is supposed to be like char's character flaw is the fact that he's willing to do this in a way that's going to get him killed like it definitely seems like uh, you know part of the reason that he's obsessed with the fight of amuro is he doesn't want to survive this whole thing he just wants to change the world be the villain that has to shoulder it so then the rest of the world can move on and become new types. Yeah, change change the world, my final message goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it would only... It would make a lot more sense if he, like, said more of why he was willing to... Right. This evil guy. But it just seems, like, genocidal without... That. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like... People say so much... There's, there's so much dialogue in this movie, you know? People are always talking. <laughs> None of it is good. Yeah. 
people are saying so much. It's like I know we joke that there's no subtext in Gundam, but like it is absolutely wild how like really the only subtext in this movie is that like Shar does feel bad about this and like doesn't trust that he can actually lead a peacetime government, and it's never explicitly said, and it's fucking maddening given everything else that they just lay out there plain as day. Yeah. That's why I was looking for it because I'm like, you say everything else so loudly, say this, <laughs> say it. Just when <laughs> I feel like Morgan, I feel like you've just knocked this movie off a horse and you're pun- on the on the grass, punching it in the yeah. face. I'm punching Char. Let me be honorable for once in my life. Yeah. This is the only time I'm willing to be a cop. Okay, <laughs> it's because yeah. I can knock off Char and yell at him. Yeah. To tell me what he means. Yeah, uh, I'm clapping. I'm sorry. Once. This is going to be a pain to edit. I'm sure, but it was just like I'm putting my hand up. I have a question for yes, the yeah. classroom. Yes. Um, yeah. Is there a point in the movie that they mention that Shar was fighting with Earth and was on Earth? That, yes. I feel like yes. that was brought up once. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah, the, like, what? Where, where? Uh, mm-hmm. Like through through this whole part, like Amuro keeps like yelling at Char, "You fought beside me against the Federation on Earth. Why are you doing this now?" <laughs> the entire thing is like it's it's that David Lynch interview. Elaborate on that. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <Yeah>. not. <sighs> uh, what made you change uh, your mind? Uh, I saw humans. Okay. Ne- next question, please. <laughs> I spent five minutes on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> on the internet for too long, and I wanted them all yeah. to perish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will say this is one of the few times that we get an actual like good critique of Amaro because like Amaro is talking about the whole human wisdom thing, and like Shar says, "Okay, then do it, coward," yeah. because like very clearly Amaro's not. He's hanging out with the cops and doing cop shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking grow up, both of you. <laughs> I don't want to side with a cop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't th- think I'm supposed is... to, but like, I mean, I am because <laughs> yeah. it's Amaro. Yeah. But like, we've sh- been shown like to the feds aren't good either, you know, yeah. in the past at least. But it, it feels like the... really like the Titans were like the bad apples, and I'm like, no, <laughs> do not. <laughs> They're a bunch of spoiled. <sighs> It's like the Earth Federation is absolutely always the worst, but everybody who goes up against them is also equally the worst. Right. Mm -hmm. Fuck no matter matter who. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good then that uh, Quest comes up from behind Amaro as he's about to shoot Char with a fucking pistol, says (laughs) A-cab, slaps it out of his hand, and then, like, sides with Char with it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fucking... I mean, like, ho, don't do it, but also, like, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she says a cab, but also she's like actually a boogaloo boy. Yeah, and then she's joining with a fascist, so <laughs> can be yeah, true. Yeah, she says a cab, and then does fascist. So yeah, <laughs> and like fucking Gune rolls up in his uh, hobby high Zach. Wonderful colors. Oh Love this fucking god! Love the fucking hobby high Zach. Uh, it's so good. I love this yeah. Gundam colored. Zaku looking motherfucker. Yeah. This is to me the best robot in this entire movie. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's ostentatiously colorful. Like, the Sazabi, I don't know her. I'm only here for, like, Gundam color Zaku. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And and Gune picks him up and fucking fucks off, and they're leaving Londeni on now. Um, we, we get a scene, we get another scene where, like, Bright is talking with Adnauer and is mad at him. Because, you know, Bright knows that Char used more of his fun gold bars. Cameron told him. 
Well, no, 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 yeah, Cameron tells Bright, and then Bright talks to yeah. Adenauer later as they're getting on the ship. Um, and, you know, Adenauer's like, oh, no, I sold access to fund, like, uh, he, like, looks at his hand, it's, like, smudged ink, ink writing <laughs> r- relief efforts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, think of a single better excuse, my guy. Money, yeah. please. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's got all this money so you can give a tax break to uh, all of the, the, the colony corporation run by Elon Musk. They're going to make <laughs> a hyper. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just very... wanted a sick car. Oh, my yeah. God. The whole, like, people going into, like, people going into space and leave the pores behind is very Elon Musk. Yeah, it fucking is. Um, we get a scene of fucking Qu- Quest is really good at piloting stuff, right? Like she's yeah. with Gune. She's in Gune's lap, flying Hate the hobby Isaac around. But everyone's like, "Damn, Quest, you got a fucking cool brain. Let's put you she up does... to a machine." Wow, cool new tech. She does. She does do some very fun flips and poses in yes. space, and yeah. I'm like, "Hell yeah, girl!" I do. One love of that. the few unproblematically cool parts of the movie. Yeah, like she stands in front of the bridge and does a fun little dance in the big mobile suit, and I love it. That's what I would do if I was in a mobile suit for the first time. Let's yeah, be really? real. Yeah. I would dab. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Make the Gundam dab on them. What if a mobile suit could hit the woe? <laughs> um, what? Let's see. Um, uh, we get the train scene next. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, God. yeah. Oh, my God. So this is where we're on. Uh, we're back to like the Xeon, Neo Xeon home turf. We're on Sweetwater, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, we don't find this out until a little bit later. But basically, this is the colony that the Federation built for all of the war refugees from 0079 Zeta and Double Zeta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they took a closed type colony and welded it onto an open type colony and did a really shitty job of it of it and then put all the pores inside of it. Uh, yeah. It's also it's like a Soviet refugee Russia. camp. <laughs> it is Soviet Russia inside. Uh this in, is in Soviet Sweetwater, Gundam yeah. pilots you. Yeah. Like I, oh. I don't think that Shar Aznabel is a fascist, but I do think he's an authoritarian communist. Yeah. <laughs> he is a tanky. Mm. Uh absolutely. He's a tanky. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he's a tanky. <laughs> Jesus. I hate yeah, that. This I fucking like train the, scene. I like the train scene because it pounds across everyone and there's just some very fun fashions. That yeah. with the guy in the stripy yeah. purple suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, Kess and Gunye get, like, really fucking tight-looking uniforms. Like, you have yeah. all, like, you have the most diverse, like, crowd scene we've ever seen in Gundam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they drew every single person. Wow. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all pass Shara Rose and then sing their fun yeah. Soviet era folk songs. Yeah, fucking it's praising like a, him and Zion. Yeah. It's like a grandma that passes the rose down to. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's she kind yells, of sweet, like in a yeah. like, she yells from way. the. <laughs> she like she just just because she yells from the other end of the tree and she's like they're from me, Shara. I love Shara. <laughs> and then they sing the song. It's great. I love yeah. the Shara song. It's so fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> It's so yeah, funny. Wild. I'm just like this. F- he's a folk hero to them. He like everyone on everyone in space. Everyone on the, the space noids love him yeah. in general. They love him. They want you know. They want what he's doing because he's fucking gonna take Earth back for them. Kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like. <sighs> This is the thing where they could have leaned in on that, like, Shard, like, does believe that marginalized people should have rights and him, like, dealing with the fact that, like, clearly he cares about people in space and is having to, like, sacrifice people on Earth. And they just don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. 
it's it's this is true for i feel like fucking every single like main gundam thing is like they get so close to actually saying something but they never do that's like one of my fucking catchphrases on this podcast but like (laughs) it it, it gets so close here and it's just like they they do nothing with it it really is just like it it feels like the most like one of the more accurate reads is like wow look at how diverse space is like yeah yeah it's nothing it's just fluff they would be he would be like more sympathetic like even though it still like sucks and like i hate to think about that it's like it would be more understandable. He would yeah. be like a weird, flawed villain and kind of yeah. guy. Okay, like to be honest, I don't like. I don't really like Shar. I don't think Shar has ever really cared about people. I I think yeah. it would be kind of weird if Shar was written to be like, oh, mm. I'm here for I'm a man of the people. And mm. it, it's the thing that strikes me in this scene with regards to that is just how he's wearing this amazing red suit but he's also back in <laughs> back, back in sunglasses and while they're singing the song he just stands there completely still completely silent yeah uh just incredibly awkward like you know if your friends surprise you by singing happy birthday when you're at a restaurant and then the entire restaurant goes silent and you're just like mm-hmm. he's like what should i do with it's- my hands yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very evident how uncomfortable Shar is in this scene with this, and throughout the rest of the movie, he does keep he goes back to like clown type discourse that he was talking about in Zeta. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm acting like a politician. <laughs> oh, I'm just doing this because I got I don't really yeah." And it's very True. obvious he doesn't like it. Yeah, um, <laughs> neither do I. Yeah, it's I like yeah. he's, he's saying he likes the working class, but he doesn't like working class people. <laughs> right? Yeah, he yes. likes the idea of it, but not the reality of it. Absolutely. Um, Which when, man, mm, I feel like nah. authoritarian tangy is very <laughs> spot on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last sort of thing in this section is his little uh, conversation with Nanai here, um, his girlfriend character, I suppose. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's it's just, you know it's fucking more of him saying his ideology where he's like I'm willing to shoulder the evil of my my fun cool rock crime to achieve you know development of new types for humanity yeah this is a and scene then I he disassociates thinking. and thinks about when his last girlfriend died uh, <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god get over she it, does dude. say to him that love and hate are the two sides of the same coin just after he's like. <laughs> talked about fucking Amaro and shit. I wrote that too. I wrote that too. I was like, wow, this is she like shipping them? I don't understand what's going on. But like she, she oh, knows no. he's she a bisexual king. Can. Right. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, this scene is I do like this scene because um oh, what's her name? Uh Nanai? Nanai. Nanai. Yeah. yeah. Um, is just like in a sexy little red robe and yeah. just like leaning over him, trying to fuck him, and he's just like drinking and being sad and like doesn't even notice. I know he's thinking about Lala and Amaro <laughs> instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, it doesn't come through exactly in this scene, but I do really like uh, Sharon and I's chemistry. Like, they do have some like legit moments of like, yeah. honestly, yeah. really seeing that yes, they do care for each other in some way. Oh, the the uh, time that he motorboats her in slow motion. It's. I think. I think that shot might actually be like one of my favorite shots in the movie, just because like you know he he says like I can't do I can't do any of this without your support and really like mm-hmm. the the face that they they give him like it really does feel like yes he is codependent on Nanai mm-hmm. and it's just yeah oh love it <laughs> it's a good scene it, it, 
but it's also like kind of but it looks like motorbiking now that Sarah says it no I just just because he pulls her really close and he just like presses his face into her titties and obviously he's doing it because he's really seeking some emotional comfort so that he can do his silly little war crimes yeah. He wants a mommy. <sighs> he does. Yes. We do know that Char is just, he's looking for mommy GF. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I hate uh, that so much this... later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't like, get there. I'm, I'm sorry. Tired. I'm jumping ahead, yeah. but I'm just so yeah. like, yeah, oh no. Whatever, I'm ready to go off go. about the climax of this movie. I'm going to yell. <laughs> should, should, should we do the next recap? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Let's hit it. Um, oh, uh, real quick, I think one thing that we do need to touch on is the immediate scene after this, where it's uh, Gune and Quest hanging out at like a, a cafe oh, or God, something. Yeah. And this what is, yeah, didn't? this is just where Gune starts to whole ass say, yes, I am a pedophile. Uh, are you bothered by my age? And Fuck it's like, off. yeah, going on, on like saying, like rightfully calling Shar out on, you know, throwing a temper tantrum and, and taking his frustrations out via war, but also just like being a slimy, disgusting person person at quest <laughs> also like it's very like he very explicitly says later that like he likes quest but like also none i like talk kind of after um char leaves this like when they're talking about like the love and the hate side of the coin sh- she's like how did you fall for her and i'm like at first or i'm like who is she talking about yeah it's everybody think it's because he had this relationship with lala that everyone thinks that he is a pedophile and like is like using quests for like a relationship thing and i feel like you're supposed to understand that he's not he's manipulating quest to use her as like a weapon of war and mm-hmm. yeah. this is a huge problem with gundam fandom for years that they look at this and they they read one part but not the other and so like uh, char being a pedophile is a meme basically and it sucks <laughs> oh that sucks i just yeah. the thing is it's like the the, the I, I, again we like on this podcast um like you know Max and Morg, you talked about this we've talked about this Maxi died like the the thing where you're like you're showing war on screen to to be like war is bad but you're still showing war on screen and people were, are going to be like oh cool war mm-hmm. like it's the same thing like the fact that there is such a fucking nonce plot thread in this movie and it's really prominent it's really central and yeah okay they're being like uh they're talking about it they're being like this fucking sucks this is but it's just like they're still showing it it's still a really prominent part of the movie and yeah. i just really really yeah. don't want to see it and, yeah. and like even even like uh, even if we like uh, you know give Char like a good read on this, Gune still exists. Yeah. Gune is still in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Gune is like Gune is like straight up like a pedophile. Where it's like yep. Char is maybe being manipulative, maybe kind of leaning too far into that. Yeah, maybe like, Char is like definitely Char- being Char- abusive, but like I I don't know. It does all suck. Uh- <laughs> And it's like both Shar and Nanai and fucking everyone is extremely aware that uh, what's his face is a fucking nonce and is just like enabling this. Like Shar like even uses it to like motivate him to like fight alongside quests and shit like that. And it's like even if Shar isn't a fucking literally sexually attracted to a fucking minor, it ain't fucking good. She like he fucking might as well be at this point. Yeah, because he's enabling it. Yeah, and he's also just like. Using her, abusing her, grooming her, taking her as a tool. It's just like, just because he's not sexually attracted to her doesn't mean 
He's still grooming her. He's still grooming her. He's still yeah. 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 yeah like 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 Quest is not good off being with Gune or Shar. Like yeah. both of them. You know, like obviously pedophilia is like fucking the worst option here. But like you know, yeah, Shar is still knows that he can like really fucking easily manipulate people and he's absolutely like aware of that and using that to his advantage he knows she has a crush on him he or yeah it needs a father figure slash has a crush on him yeah both Both can be true (laughs) Uh, i mean yeah there is i mean uh i guess we should just do the next recap because this scene the yeah uh, another scene to talk about this is coming up very soon Uh, all right All right, Shah reveals his plan, his real plan to Neozean. He's going to destroy the population of Earth so that the refugees of past wars can take control of space and guide humanity. I'm sure that'll all be fine. They're going to use some dummy ships, and that means that they can p- send the dummy ships off. The Federation forces will be like, oh, they're the dummy ships. And meanwhile, they can go to Axis and be like, ooh, ours Axis. Um... The Federation is more concerned about Londo Bell starting a war with New Zeon than all that shit, and they just fall for the ruse straight up with the help of Cameron Bro- Bloom. What if he was Cameron Bloom and he was a sweeper? <laughs> with the help of Cameron Bloom, Bright and Amaro realize the deception as Shar's forces take Luna 2 in a surprise attack. Quest proves herself in combat. She does a bunch of shooty shoot, and also kind of kills her father, but ultimately <laughs> abandons Nanai's fleet for the comfort of Shar. As Shar just kind of yeets axes towards Earth, Neo Zeon starts facing off with Lando Bell and a big another fucking space battle begins. <laughs> Yay! Woo. Wow, cool space battle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, so yeah, now Shar is like, okay, I'm going to be doing some very cool evil now. Listen to my fun plan. I'm going to T pose at y'all. <laughs> Check this shit out. <laughs> love the projection. I love it. Yeah. It's very fun. It's always such a silly thing when I see that in the shows. Hmm. And the dummy uh, ships are very Kess funny. Kess gets a new mobile suit. It's red. It's good. It looks yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's like a red with white trim. It's like a Santa Claus Yagdoga. <laughs> <laughs> a little gift for a little child. No. <laughs> Naughty children get funnels. <laughs> um, uh, everyone get loves everyone loves his cool evil speech, though. <laughs> like, they're all everyone hailing Char him. and fucking... Ugh. They're like, wow, you're He's so there. smart, Char. Mm -hmm. this is where he says titans and the haman yeah (laughs) so smart and cool and badass (laughs) nothing problematic about this man at all no not at all he's so cool yeah love his weird Mm -hmm. slicked back hair looking like a fucking authoritarian weirdo i mean listen i it's it's very significant to me that in this movie char is showing face yeah. He shows face. He shows his he scar. He just got it out there. He does show face. Hey, hey show face. your face. <laughs> yeah. He uh, posts face I, in space. I do love that, you know, Shar delivers this speech that gives us a quick summary of, of the political plot of the last three Gundams. And then Quest just goes, I knew all that. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the show. She says, looking directly into the camera. She's like, wow. Oh, cool history. <laughs> um, Can't wait to repeat it. <laughs> It's happening Can't wait again. To learn nothing from it. It's happening again. <laughs> um, there, let's see. Fucking, there, there is a, a cute little scene where they use dummies to like to make up the Federation, make the Federation think that they have the proper number of ships that they're giving them, so they can you know do their fun sneaky sneak plan. Um, 
This was uh, the first time that I knew what was happening when they were blowing up the ships <laughs> and they were yeah. talking about their fun yeah. plan to do distraction. And I was like, oh, that's a fun heist plan. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And like, for just one split second, I understood what was going on and I felt great. You're like, oh, cool. What a concept. Uh, <laughs> what a concept. We, we get the next scene is Cameron is like working with Bright. And he basically gives Bright like all of the fucking IRS audited nukes for him to use in the Battle of Axis. Yeah, yeah, we've been holding these as evidence for the last fifty years. He's like, yeah, they're ancient. Be careful with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, good. I'm glad you're just giving out these (laughs) nuclear warheads. It's fine. Yeah. Bright's like, aren't you going to go to prison for this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll have life in prison if we survive this, but I'm willing to do it so Mariah can live. (laughs) I'm like, why is that You are so fucking hot, bro. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) She's not going to, yeah, she's not going to fuck you, man. Like, I don't (laughs) understand. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's, they don't, the nukes don't do anything, but, like, at least Cameron is, like, you know, risking his life for this shit because he knows Char's a fucking megalomaniacal freak and the Federation is not going to help them. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. one and point ca- for you, Mr. Bloom. They're cowards. <laughs> the feds are cowards. Mm-hmm. He's really <laughs> That's the what they exact say. same character he was in 0079 doing yep. basically the exact same shit. Yeah. This man has not changed in 14 years. Uh, neither has Amaro, <laughs> Bright, or Char, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently. <laughs> um... But the fleets are heading towards each other. We see like a little shot. We see an Alpha Zero, which is going to show up later on, which is just a big robot, big mobile armor. Um, and Adenauer like wants his ship to sort of be at the front of the fleet to like respect Char for some reason. Um, even though like the literally the last time we saw him, he was like, oh, he has one more ship than he said he was going to have. That duplicitous bitch. Oh, um, oh no! I think the read on that is that Char was so honest that he handed over a ship they didn't know he had. Oh, I thought it was like fully sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. it wasn't. All right, it, it wasn't. Sarcastic. I guess it makes sense because Adnauer's a fucking idiot. It wasn't yeah. uh, sarcastic. Truly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Char just starts fucking shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Cool, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we, the movie loses me again. Uh, <laughs> we, get, we just get a fun space battle where they're you know they're blowing people up. Uh, Kess is getting really overcome by uh, sensing battle for the first time, but then uh, uh, gets a little ping, uh, realizes there's a ship hiding behind Luna 2, and goes and blows it up and kills her dad. Yeah. Whoopsies. And she's like, what <laughs> is this weird feeling I'm feeling? Because I'm a new type, and I feel feelings yeah. now. And- Does she ever realize, like, throughout the entire movie that she nope. killed her dad? Nope. No. Nope. No. Yeah. Wild shit. It's, like, it's very tragic. Ex- I half expected her to realize, like, oh, what have I done? But no, it just, like, I guess she's so caught up in Char and, like, being able to, like, be an adult that she just, like, doesn't notice. Char's my new dad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need him. Yeah, it's like she's, like... I mean, in uh, we'll I, we'll get to the end, but like she recognizes fucking Chan before she recognizes Hathaway with her senses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I think like um, whenever she kill, whenever Cass uh, Kilo dad, I think that's kind of the first time we see her like feel a death on the battlefield because mm-hmm. she like mm-hmm. she kills her dad and then she's like, oh my god, I feel very bad. What is happening? And then and, like keeps that kind of continues on but like killing her dad kind of like started that mm-hmm. um to me i think a lot of stuff involving quests is like a little underbaked and i don't think that it necessarily her killing her dad needs to be a part of that but it's I just actually, like hmm. 
I think that her killing her dad is quite like just like an interesting and fun in the least fun way possible bit of irony, really. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because um, <laughs> it really does show that like, oh, you you give a thirteen year old the ideology pills and you put them in a robot and you let them just fucking go crazy and obviously they're a fucking thirteen year old. Um, they don't understand their ideology. You just let them go into battle. Obviously, they're going to end up killing their own father. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what and happens. I'm like, I think it's an effective thing to happen to like show that it's oh, yeah when you put a child in a robot. Absolutely, I, I I think I meant more like she didn't need to have a reaction to killing her dad. Mm-hmm. But just it's just did, like kind of though. Like I mean, I know it's she has a reaction to more people dying. In fact, like. She goes to seek out Char because of mm-hmm. what? Yeah, yeah, Max, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course she needs to have a reaction to killing her dad. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. True. true. Elaborate on okay. that if you want to, but I am not with you here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I'm just going back to what you said, where, like, you know, she's so hopped up on battle and being able to be an adult that she never... Like, I, I don't even know what I'm fucking saying anymore. I, I think what I mean is that, like, so much shit happens with quests mm-hmm, that, like... Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. This moment almost feels more like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Okay, true so for a like, lot of shit fair, in the movie. I, I get that. Like, oh yeah, we like, gotta kill this guy off. Let's figure out a way to do that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It like it, it's it is just another thing that happens in this fucking movie. A lot of you know? so much. Everything happens at once. <laughs> everything happens so much. Yeah. Can we talk about how when she finds Char, she like opens her <gasps> robot yeah. and goes okay. into the vacuum of space without a well, suit so th- th- on? That is in um. That is that. That's the next. That that doesn't happen for a while. That's like the next summary. Are you when that sure? Should we do that then? Yeah, because that's after he launches Axis. Oh, okay, fine. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> um, actually, um, it all blurs together. Oh, we we got to talk about the fact that Ostinage promised to make salad for for Kara. Um. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! oh yeah. I have a very important thing to say, um, yeah. which is in the dub, he's making pasta and not salad. Mm-hmm. Her favorite oh, reasonable. Pizza pasta, very important. Mamma mia, Kara! I'm gonna make you some pasta fazool. Maybe it's a pasta salad, actually. Whoa! I, Best of both worlds. I was just like, oh, it's nice to see Ostinage. I'm sorry that. Your fucking girlfriend gets toast. Yeah, <laughs> I love Astonage. I'm it was, glad it was they... nice that he was here, though. I really liked that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just it's cool that he sticks around. He's like the only unproblematic member. <laughs> yeah, of, like any yeah. of these ships. Like it, it was it really sucks nice. He's the only Zeta character that shows up, but at least he shows up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and at least he survives the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I hate I hate Gundam. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just gonna keep saying Um, it in that voice until it's everything's good. (laughs) Until until you convince yourself of it. But yeah, they you know, they're getting ready for battle. Astonage promises to make salad. Hathaway's snuck onto the ship and they finally realize he's here. Oh yeah. Uh, That's right. That does happen. (laughs) I forget how important Hathaway is in this story. And, and Bright's like, you can go hide downstairs if you get scared. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, Dad, I will. And goes into a robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in a little, uh, whatchamacallit. That's how he sneaks out of the ship in the first place. He's like a petite mobile. Yeah. Um, are we good to hit the next recap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. In the opening battle... Quest begins to be overcome by the death she feels across the battlefield, and Hathaway begins to feel her stress from across the battle. Yune, Quest, and Amuro begin to battle fiercely. Yune kills Kara, 
and all sides return to their ships. Nanaya warns Shar about Yune's jealousy over Quest. Both are determined to use the two of them to win the war. Londo Bell plans a final assault on Axis to not only stop it but destroy the asteroid. As the final battle begins, Quest proceeds to decimate Londo Bell forces in her new mobile armor and stops their attempts to destroy Axis. Quest and Gune isolate Amuro, who manages to kill Gune in the process before escaping. Shar finally launches in the Sasabi as Axis is set on its course, and Bright orders a ground assault to stop the asteroid. Chan and Hathaway both manage to get to the battlefield and try to stop Quest. Hathaway peacefully and Chan via force. Quest sacrifices herself to save Hathaway for one of uh, Chan's stray shots, and Hathaway, overcome, kills Chan, whose mind escapes thanks to the psycho frame, and reaches out to people across space. Damn, is that what happens? Oh, yeah, man. so much fucking cool. happens. <laughs> a lot fucking happens in like insane. this 20 minutes. <laughs> so, well, well, do we have anything to actually say about Quest's cool spacewalk? About, um, it was very Camille of her. Yeah. It was very Camille It's very her. stressful to f- think and about. It, I'm like, <sighs> you just do not have a suit on, my dude. Please. Oh, yeah. wait. So, th- this is actually, um, I did read Beltorgica's Children last night after we watched oh, the movie. Yeah. Ooh. Um, she is wearing literally nothing but a pair of panties in this part. No! Oh! oh. That's so much we worse. We don't love that. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty <laughs> not good. Why was she... No, not at all. Why did she not have any clothes on? Oh, um, because she's a minor morgue. Uh, Tomino what? should go directly to jail. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I hate this man. Fuck it this guy. Awful. Ew. So fucking bad. Ew. Okay, I'm sorry. I was reading it and I was like, I like, I was like, I don't know if I want to continue reading this. <laughs> it's fucking wretched. She's just like, yeah, I just want to be like mostly naked in a fucking Gundam. I want to feel it yeah, on my skin. It's just like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry, well, yeah, I just like made myself sick. <laughs> yeah, because like, like the I guess the thing that like precipitates this happening is like she's like hanging out on the bridge in her pajamas or whatever, and an eye slaps her for it, and yes. like so she hops in her, her Gundam and goes to go find Char, and the fact mm-hmm. that she was just walking around in her underwear makes that even fucking worse. Like, yeah, yeah. no, it's fucking really, really bad. Um, again, it's sh- just like, hey, child in space. Maybe not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we do get um. We get at this point we're starting to get hints of uh, the psycho frame because at, at some point Chan is like on the gunner uh, platform in like one of the sh- the um, Federation ships and like she shoots down. Uh, who is the purple lip blonde Zeon? Oh, oh, oh I read this time. Kazan. What? I wrote Kezin? on resin. Resin? No, it was resin. It was resin. Uh, no, it's it's Kezin because my fucking uh, uh, thing keeps autocorrecting it to Kevin for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Chan like shoots down Kevin. Yeah, Chan shoots down Kevin McAllister. Um, <laughs> and the the piece of psycho frame that she just has in her pocket like glows in this point. And like at this point, if you pay attention, a lot of shit starts to glow from here on. She. Um, I wonder if it yeah. means anything. She had this psycho commu thing like on her from like pretty early on because yeah because they put they put the psycho frame into gundam yeah but she had yeah. a di- was it like how was it different than the one that they put in gundam 
So it's it, basically it's a like a sample of that material. Okay. Like the 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 Anaheim Electronics guy they were working with, like sent her a letter and gave her a piece of it, and I was like, "Hey, maybe be kind of concerned about this because I found out that uh, the R and D our R and D division didn't make it. Somebody gave it to them. That's right. And she's like, "That's not true. I don't believe that. She, yeah, <laughs> <It's> impossible. <laughs> Sounds fake. And he like yeah. speculates that it was Neo Zeon, and it was. Yeah, so. and it was, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> and it, yeah. Confirm. Uh, yeah. Oh, another um another fun difference between um this and Beltorchica mm-hmm. is that um the psycho frame, the way how they get that is that in the beginning, uh the Yagdogas aren't in the manga. It's uh a psycho Giridoga, which is like the Giridoga but it's white and it has like a fun Nazi hat. Um oh. Looks more like a Pope hat because it's a little too ostentatious yeah. for that, okay. but it's still bad. Um, but that has a psycho frame in it, and like Char basically like makes Gune leave it there as he takes him out after he gets battle damage. Hmm. So it's like a little less. It's like they know that it's a Zeon thing that they're using, but like it's more like, oh, we recovered it. Might as well use it for ourselves. So it's yeah. a little more believable, I guess, than just like, hey, someone mailed this to us. Well, we put it in the robot and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. That, <laughs> like that would have been like, that honestly probably sells it better as a way for yeah. like Char to like get this technology to Amuro instead of mm-hmm. what is an off screen thing of like Char putting on a funny hat and some glasses, I <laughs> presume, to like hand yeah. over an envelope. He's, he's, <laughs> he got a style exactly. quattro, but Gina to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, all right. What else, what else is going on in this part? What um, else are we going to talk about? Uh, Chan, like, is, like, like can like basically sees the whole thing where, like, Amuro is getting chumped out by uh, Kess and, and Gunye, like, teaming up. And so she's like, I have to get this this magical tea to my boyfriend so that he can have more psycho frames so he can he can be better at Gundam and like hops into the destroyed like um uh, uh REGZ like- to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Kara's And they're like, like no don't, it's fucked up. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, I don't I care do anyway. Yeah. And just as she leaves, a stray shot hits the deck of of the rock Hylum, and uh, oh man, I hope nobody was standing right next to it as as it got shot. God, like Austin, I thought <laughs> the first time that like this that that wasn't a stray shot. That was just like the pushback from her takeoff is what oh, killed no. Astonage, <laughs> and God. then like she did that out of recklessness. And like accidentally killed Astonage, and I was like, what I mean, the we didn't fuck? see him die. He's probably That's fine. the thing. He doesn't yeah. dwell on it at all, but like, yeah, he's fucking dead. He's probably like, what fine. the fuck? Yeah. We see a tiny floating dead body in like the when we get a shot reverse shot, which is probably Ostinage, but you know, they don't zoom in on his face or anything. Uh yeah. <laughs> I'm good to choose to believe it's not and that he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Um but yeah. <laughs> he's the only one who made it out. Hathaway sees all this happen. Um and he like gets into another robot because yeah. I don't know, to follow Chan out there for some reason. Oh, because he wants like, he wants to get closer to uh, Kess, right? Yeah, because like, like he's feeling how badly Kess feels, and like he wants to like go out there and get her to stop fighting. Because he has he like constantly through this movie is like has a crush on her. She doesn't like return it, but like eventually when he or when she betrays him and Amaro, um, Amaro's like later like oh uh char is using her as a tool um she's probably like on the battlefield also Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, yeah like hathaway uh, knows that now because he can like (laughs) 
new type feel her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that um in this movie, like I do like how Hathaway and Quest are like a pair. Uh they like made the connection so they can sort of feel each other because they kind of paired up at the start um when they mm-hmm. met. And it's like I do like that they like bounce off each other and that they kind of engage sort of engage with like the same ideologies but in different ways. Cause mm-hmm. like they do sit down and talk about like, oh, do you think Shar is right to throw an asteroid towards Earth and send it into eternal freezing? Um, and Quest is like, yeah, and Hathaway is like, mm. and it's like, yeah. I like that they have that connection and that yeah. they, you know, they kind of show that they're carrying the same sort of ideology because they agree with each other, but they're on like different sides. And Quest is kind of unhinged, and Hathaway is a normal boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like the difference is, uh, well, I know what Tomino thinks the difference is, but mm. like. He's wrong. It it feels like the difference is that, like, you know, they they both think that people should stop abusing the Earth, that people need to leave for space. But, like, you know, when it comes down to it, Kess is okay with with just blowing Earth up to do that. And, and, you know, uh, Hathaway would rather find, like, a more peaceful option. But, like, it... It is just nice to see them, like, be the the people that we actually see, like, get to debate this kind of stuff. And I wish mm. we had more moments like that. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. kind of robbed by it because Quest has to go off and join a different faction to, like, make the movie happen. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, like, mm. there is this, like, flaw of, like, her being the one to kind of motivate a lot of stuff forward is that they can't be, like... There's not an. I feel like yeah. There's not enough of a connection between them. It just feels kind of like Hathaway like has a crush on her or something. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know how she feels back. Seems like not a whole lot because she's just yeah. like yeah. I think Amro's cute. I think Char's cute. It 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 does seem believable for him to be like that yeah. towards her though, because like what he's like like fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. So they're both, they're yeah. both thirteen. They're both the okay. Same yeah. Age. So yeah, yeah, he's he's thirteen. So he just sees a, a cool manic pixie dream girl and is like <laughs> immediately enamored with her. Yeah. So it makes sense, you know, that yeah. he would be like all over her and like running after her and all yeah. that. And she's and, like, uh, no, I only like people my age, aka an adult, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Oh, oh man. you're yeah, a child. Like, I, I think this is <laughs> one of the few like things the movie actually does pretty deftly is like making sure that you still feel like they are friends while understanding mm-hmm. that like Quest doesn't have romantic feelings for Hathaway. Yeah, and right. like, but but their friendship is still important to this movie and still a bond that's like important to what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> But this is kind of when we get to, like, you know, because Hathaway's out and Chan's out right now. And fucking Quest starts fighting Chan right now. Yeah. And and, and Quest is in the Alpha Zero. You know, it's cool. It has, like, funny, like, little tiny hands on wires and, like, mouth beams and shit. It's yeah. Cer- it's certainly a Xeon mobile armor. It's cool looking as a yeah. face. Um, um, yeah. Also, just just to bring it up again, uh, Amuro mm. does own the shit out of Gune, and we never see him ever again. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He fucking. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bitch. I was like. <laughs> bye bye, honey. Good. Because I don't. Good. Like, at first, I was, like, kind of intrigued because I was like, oh, he's, like, a cool, like, you know, cyber new type, but seems a little bit more stable than four. But then I was like, wait, no. He's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> 
I hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let, 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 let's get it. He's his a creep ass. and he sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he kind of feels like he's a halfway point between like someone like Mashamir and someone like uh Camille, which mm. would have been a great character yeah. for this movie. And instead we get him. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been so good. But at least so he's good. dead now. What the fuck? <laughs> he's better off. But yeah, he's That's just the thing. And it's good because yeah. we get to see um um Amuro using cool cool bits. Yeah. <laughs> he gets Fin-fums. some pipe organs. Oh yeah, should we talk about what the new Gundam can actually do for once? <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's just cool so robot. much happening in this movie. I feel like I can't talk about yeah. the wow cool robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is maybe the one time that I would suggest listeners to actually really definitely watch the thing that we're talking about because no. there's so much more that happens that we're not able to. I have conflicted fully cover. feelings about that. I'm like, you should. <laughs> yeah, me too. But it's not like a great movie. <laughs> It, yeah, just like look up the fights on YouTube or whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look at the fun yeah. animation. Yeah, um, look up look up a compilation of the new Gundam like playing its pipe organ. Yeah, yeah. N- new Gundam being NU because uh, it's the like the little it's the Greek letter. Um, new metal. It's cool. What if the Gundam was really big? It's like twenty five meters tall and it has a double V fin and it has three face vents, which is my favorite thing about it. It just <laughs> it's like it makes it it makes it a, a more like menacing head. Um, it has fin funnels, which are, you know, you know what a funnel is. What if it looks like an ironing board that kind of like, <laughs> it, it, it kind of folds to like, look like a, um, I don't know. It, it, it like, it can fold together and like shoot out of it and rock it around. Um, yeah. Cool. If Amuro places them, I, well, they, they, they act a lot more. I feel like they act more autonomously than most funnels do. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it, it kind of feels at points like they have their own sentience. Like they are mm-hmm. just working on their own. Yeah. Like it, like he, feels, almost, he feels surprised almost. Yeah. yeah. The the way that like Amuro talks about it, it makes it see, sound like like they've overcharged the Psycho Frame and the Saikamu and the New Gundam so much that like they work subconsciously off of his mind. Yes. Yeah, because they actually. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what ends up. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's how Kara dies. Kara, because um, she was like out of her robot, and uh, Yune like takes her in his hand his robot hand and like gun uh it's like amuro like his funnels kind of are protecting gundam and so they end up shooting mm-hmm. him and killing her in the yeah, process he cowers her yeah um, um and also they can turn into a cool laser d8 to protect amuro yeah <laughs> yeah it's neat it doesn't really make sense but it's fucking cool i love it, it can make like, they- a, like a pyramid shield yeah. yeah, they do. Um, they do Yu-Gi-Oh! Pyramid of Light around Amuro. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 makes, it makes a Millennium Puzzle the boo. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, Amuro. Please, passionate new type. Passionate wrong podcast. So yeah, that that's the new Gundam, and it's just it it has Psycho Frame in it, which means it's new type power. Not a. It doesn't have the biosensor like the Zeta does. Um. It's different. Yeah, well, that's we'll because see. we couldn't possibly acknowledge anything that happened in Zeta or Double Zeta yeah. in this movie. Yeah, Except no, for I, the I, Titans, I, don't, I, don't know I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Titans. Titans. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. It's Titans. So, yeah, it doesn't Titans. acknowledge the Titans. Mm. <laughs> we, we do not remember the Titans. <laughs> we do not remember the Titans. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, can we <laughs> can we talk about how the weird way that funnels work in this movie what do you mean? Where you like tell them what to do and then they do it. Oh, you it. just say funnel. It's it, cool. Yeah. It's so weird. I hit it. <laughs> I just. I think it's fun. What are they It's so random, but it bothers me so much. Well, it's well, like. You go. 
just, I mean, just uh, I, I can give you the deep lore reason for why funnels work the way that they do, and uh, then you can tell me that it's bad and wrong, and you're right for it. Uh, <laughs> okay, go go yeah. for it. So the, the whole reason that, that it's funnels get developed is because <laughs> Minofsky, Minofsky particles make it so that you can't use radar. So you can't, like, lock onto something and, like, fire a missile at it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So funnels work based on broadcasting the pilot's brainwaves instead, which aren't affected by Minofsky particles for whatever reason. Yeah. So, like, literally you can't use a computer to interact with them. You have to use a Seikama. You have to, like, like use your brain power to, like, tell them to go blow a ship up or whatever. Okay, no, mm. but, like, that that's the... the yeah, like, we, we knew this. It's just... No, I was it, the, the th- that's not the thing that bothers me. It's the thing that bothers me is that this movie dumbs down funnel new type shit so much. It feels like it's dumbing down this for a new audience that because the the funnel stuff and the new type stuff and the way that new types functioned in battle in Zeta especially was very like understated. Mm-hmm. Um, the funnel stuff, it was very like, oh, they just did that, and like you just did that with your brain, and this movie goes out of its way to like explain that you use them with your brain waves and like explain that, oh, this is just magic powers that space people have, and I really don't like that. Yeah, and they okay. like outright say like funnels do this. And that just feels so <laughs> dumb. That feels like they're saying a fucking magic spell. Which yeah, yeah. It does like feel it. like they're calling their attack out when they say funnel, and like I, yeah, that does kind of take it out of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> funnel, yeah. use hyperbeam. True. <laughs> yeah, it it that's that's it, Max. It's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. That's why, but I like in like a yeah. bad way. I love Pokemon, yeah. mm-hmm. but not here. Pokemon's not good. Yeah, first of all, that yeah. actually. And I feel like the the good part of it is like the couple of parts where we have like Char or like Kess like reaching out and feeling with their minds to figure out which missiles or nukes to shoot down yeah. to like protect yeah. Axis. That's but, really cool. Yeah. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a cool funnel fight in like Zeta is like five minutes of of like just things appearing out of space out of nowhere and shooting at somebody and instead we just like oh they go out and they blow a thing up (laughs) yeah it's just yeah i think what um what funnels feel like in zeta and double zeta is that they are like an extension of the pilot's body yeah Uh and that they just use them reflexively without thinking about them they just do it but with this it really feels like the funnels are servants for you to command yeah i think that's why i was asking uh like colin like funnels work because i think i didn't <laughs> see a lot of mm-hmm. it's quite fucking it's just the idea of an autonomous weapon you control with your mind is just so fucking it's cool, cool. But, like i'm willing to i'm willing to forgive like just the weirdness around it because just the, the sheer idea is like okay this is fucking dope as hell yeah <laughs> like come to uh, think of it sarah like now that you've you've explicitly brought it up like this movie's kind of dog shit for the the like mecha as a relationship to body kind of thing in like yeah. like more than any other Gundam is. Like mm-hmm. it really just feels like oh you hop in a plane and not like you're embodying like the Gundam or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's the worst about that is that like that kind of stuff was dropped in Zeta and Double Zeta a bit. Like they uh-huh. just they stop really you know, especially in ZZ, like, they switch around mobile suits all the time. It's really not like one kid is embodying one mobile suit. Like, they have their kind of default mobile suits, but it's, like, they, they switch them around willy-nilly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that really c- contrasts with 0079, where the Gundam became Amro's body. Watch the video essay I wrote on YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash Sarah costumes to find out more about that. And because this movie 
like bounces so much off of 0079, it's just kind of also while throwing all that out the window. Mm-hmm. So not only does it ignore Zeta and double Zeta, it does it bad. I wonder <laughs> if the um, bot embodying thing like comes up in other gun, like it Ki- in yes, sure get there. orphans. In yeah, is the one that gets into my head about that. Okay. Yeah, like uh, without going too deep into it, like uh, even even ones that don't necessarily like directly talk about it in a transhuman way. Uh, there's there are several like strains of Gundam that are very much about like more embodying a Gundam in an idealistic way, and like the the way that like the a Gundam as a body represents like certain pilots like ideologically and like political power in the world which is an interesting thing that's kind of different Mm -hmm. but i feel like yeah other than iron-blooded orphans like the and maybe like some of the later uc stuff like unicorn and victory like the the whole like gundam is the body of the of the main character is a thing that kind of gets dropped away i love that (laughs) stuff that's why i like um like counterweight and all the spinoffs and stuff with that because they like have ideals robots imagine consuming good (sighs) yeah not on this podcast not here um that sounds awful wouldn't be me yeah so, like, the last thing uh, in this section is really, like, that battle between Quest and Chan and Hathaway. God. Where it just, what happens? It, like, kind of ends up where um, Ch- Ch- Chan ends up killing Quest, right? Like, she blows up the Alpha Zero. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Hathaway um, tries to connect to Quest, like, kind of being like, I'm here, I'm good, I'm here, it's me, Quest. But, like, she doesn't get it at first when um, he's... He has to like physically come out of the robot to be like, This yeah, is me. Right. I'm here. I'm just Hathaway. I'm your friend. Um, <laughs> at first, she's like, Why are you getting so close to me, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fresh uh, with I me. Think, yeah. I think the, the like line on the, the sub is explicitly like, She calls him an earthnoid creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not wrong. That's why I was like, yeah, no. Are you calling Hathaway an earthnoid creep or are you calling this warrior person you don't know? It? I couldn't tell exactly. It's. <clears throat> I, I feel like there's a specific point where once he climbs out, that's when she actually recognizes that it's Hathaway. And, like, yeah. you, there is a specific turn in her dialogue that's less like, ew, get away from me, and more, oh, my God, get the fuck away from me. Like, you can't right. be here. You're going to die. Uh- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I wasn't yeah. – sh- I think that was, like, the most – the part where I was, like, clear because I just thought maybe mm-hmm. she was, like, being so swallowed by ideology that, like, even Hathaway wasn't getting her but That makes sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that too as well, Morg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, she was still probably, like, willing to fight him, maybe, but, um... Yeah. And then, yeah, Chan, like, blasts her. She kind of, like, gets in the way of Hathaway to, like, protect him from Chan's blast. And so she like mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this causes Hathaway to fucking make, to make freaking lose he it. Breaks. And oh he breaks. He does. He does the thing that out. every like Gundam boy does and starts firing blindly in rage. <laughs> you know he had to do it too. He, yeah. he had to do it, and he does do it to Chan. He kills Chan. Yeah. It's is it is that Hathaway's first kill? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Because no. Hathaway. Because when he when he, no, when he first yeah. got into Jigen, he def- he definitely kills a Giradoka like off the bat. Mm-mm. I wasn't sure, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 
No, he's drawn blood. Um, another, <laughs> another fun, um, another fun difference between uh, Bill Twitcher's children. And this is Hathaway is the one who kills Quest. Oh, I kind of like oh. that like, better almost. Yeah, it ha- like because Quest is- Quest interferes with the final battle between Amuro and Char actually, like mm-hmm. later on in the in the battle, and Hathaway is like basically trying to stop her, and in doing so, he ends up just like firing a blast like directly through the head of the Alpha Zero and kills Quest. Oh, damn! That's I like Have that you- better though, but like it still is a lot. What um, does- what happens with the whole like T shaped Seiko though? Oh, we'll get to that. Uh. Yeah, we'll get that. that. <laughs> Wait, well, okay. D- did you read it too, Colin? Uh, no, I've I've never read it, but like, uh, Beltrachiga's Children is kind of legendary for like the changes that it makes. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is there is one big the one big thing that I think everybody who has like looked into Beltrachiga Children knows because I uh you know I got a. Uh, what my understanding of the the quest Hathaway situation and like how how that goes down was actually wrong because like I I told uh, um, I told Sarah and uh, and Max something completely different last night by accident. Uh, mm. But the what what happens with the magic tea in Belter's Cheekers Children is fucking buck wild. Uh, oh, I'm so excited to get to that. But we should probably talk <laughs> oh, about God. what happens to Chan first in the magic tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, she goes into the magic tea. <laughs> With her yeah. soul, yeah, she becomes she becomes Tetris, yeah, uh, and like we, this is kind of like where I really hate how they decide to use new type stuff in this movie yeah. because the the magic new type thing that happens is we see Chan superimposed outside of the Gundam fly away and fade, and then just green light shoots over like all of Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> oh, it's soup, soup. <laughs> it's, the soup is it's beginning to happening. Spill the soup, sis. <laughs> Spill the soup, sis. <laughs> um, that's I think takes us to the final summary. I believe. Okay. I yeah. Think so there's like so much happening, but let's 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 go. Let's <laughs> let's go, Axis. Let's go. Let's, let's <laughs> fucking do it. Um, let's go. Let's go. So Bright leads the Rock Highloom to Axis and deploys with a ground crew to begin setting explosives. Uh, Shar and Amaro begin to fight around the asteroid before landing and engaging in another bazooka duel debate in the depths of Axis. <laughs> uh, they return to their mobile suits as Bright sets off the explosives, cracking Axis in half. Amro manages to finally defeat Shar in mobile suit combat, but Shar taunts him, saying that Axis will still fall to Earth. Amuro takes Shar's escape pod with him as he tries to push back Axis and uh, with the new Gundam's thrusters. The mobile suits from Earth, uh, the Earth Federation and Neo Zeon join Amuro to try and save the Earth by pushing back the asteroid. Shar and Amuro's psycho frames resonate, however, and the materialization of their human will explodes out, saving the other pilots and pushing Axis back into orbit. Uh... I, 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 I've said this the last three times, but that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, it sure happened. is, Chief. So the problem—I mean, there's a lot of problems, but um, yes. <laughs> can we talk about that nasty dunk? Yes. <laughs> fucking, it's high It's high No, it's it's fucking Karaka or Sharnabuske. Oh my mm-hmm. god! To explain, Paul's life. to explain when Char tries to retreat, mm-hmm. re- retreat, 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 retreat. He's a little retreater. <laughs> he likes to cheat death. He's retreating little because retreating bastard. He gets a cool like new type like Nanami like 
fucking magic brain stuff and he goes into his escape pod but then Amuro catches the escape pod which is a ball and he slams <laughs> it into the fucking part the half of the axis that's still being f- sorry <laughs> that's being <Yeah>. like <laughs> going towards earth because yeah half of axis is still going towards earth despite this fucking plan where we blow <laughs> <laughs> I'm just posting it is insane. It is yeah. so good. It's the like, movie is fully batshit by now. It, it fucking starts out with like you see like Char just completely like slip away from from Joker mode to just completely depressed as he's like ah ha ha. But you've actually made my plan uh, uh, succeed better by making sure the butt of Axis falls to Earth. Yeah. To like then seeing all of these mobile suits like join them to try and push Axis back and just become completely overwhelmed, head in his hands, just depressed. Like it's great. It's <laughs> like, so, so funny. Fucking- I just he's in a little ball and he got the vision holding the he's ball. ball. It's like perfect basketball size. Can, One perfect shot. Can we be Can we talk about how like all the robots join in and the implication that they join in is because the T like I'm sorry, the T like changes their mind. They the T. It's fucking yeah, soup power. Confusing. <laughs> fucking they take a fucking sip of the tea. <laughs> they they drink no they drink the they drink the 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 Chan tea. They drink the Chan soup and are like, oh, mm-hmm. we actually want Earth to be saved. We don't want it to just be destroyed anymore. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, the Federation's joining in because they kind of were like on the edges and like almost seemed like they were gonna help soon, but then. <laughs> When Neo Zeon helped too, I was like, didn't you want Earth to be destroyed? Didn't you want to, like, take over Earth from, like, the shitty yeah. Earthnoid peoples yeah. that you hate? And it's like, Come on, guys, make up your mind. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we, we get, like, I think uh, another one of my favorite parts of this this movie is, like, when the, the Federation forces finally show up to, like, help out. And, like, they all, like, we see a bunch of Jim uh, 3s, like, collide with the bottom of it. And then we get this, like, cut in from a, a GM pilot who's, like, just this old dude who gives him a thumbs up and says, we won't let Londo Bell take all the credit. And then pretty soon we get a bunch of Giradogas fly in and just, like, a Zeon guy go, Earth's fate rests the balance. It's worth a try like it just it is great it's (laughs) it's it's everyone raising their hands to give goku energy it's everyone fucking wish believing in fairies to give peter pan tinkerbell energy like yeah Yeah. it's stupid but it fits like it's like the first good part of the movie to me (laughs) well no i mean the the first good part of the movie was the boys fighting with the the second good part of the movie um it's kind of reminiscent of the uh, the double zeta ending to me where like the federation finally shows up to help mm. yeah mm. <laughs> yeah w- when they know that they like still can't do anything but i love that like yeah. everyone's oh, yeah, helping well try. everyone's helping <laughs> everyone it, like amro's like don't help I, your suits will like blow up in the atmosphere the the gundam is built for this you're not and they're like no we got to do it we got to do it we're being compelled by chan's magic soup powers <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is like this, and then what we have to talk about after this is why I really wish that they had they went more abstract and psychedelic with the new type stuff because this is like 
seeing a moment where like the ghost of fucking Chan flies around in the soup and like you get a bunch of cut-ins of her like like talking to people mm. on both sides being like we have to lay down our arms and and stop this asteroid you know you have you need to if if you destroy earth are you really saving it like a bunch of stuff like that and like seeing these pilots like on either side like like actually have that moment of clarity where they understand would also tie back into that whole thing where like Char like tells Amuro that he fucking sucks for not actually doing anything with his powers to help guide humanity. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that. We just get a magic flying tea. <laughs> no, that can good. we talk about um can we talk about um Amuro like all his ideology speeches in the fucking um Axis mm. when he's blowing stuff up and how oh, the, the the radio Amaro yeah radio Amaro <laughs> yeah Amaro's podcast like yeah. Amaro oh, show Amaro's podcast <laughs> this I do love this because it is Amaro reading Char for filth like the oh, whole yeah, time yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's also like you shouldn't be the one saying that like because this is um correct me if i'm wrong but this is the part where he talks about uh revolutionaries like acting on intellectual ideals and like not actually connecting with the people yes and like not putting in a plan to Mm -hmm. i know clean clear up after the revolution kind of shit yeah Yeah. this feels again it's like very not he's correct Mm -hmm. i guess uh, well, I mean, oh god, uh, let me find the exact quote. Uh, it's it's when uh, when Amuro says that uh, you know once once revolutions are are overtaken by mediocrity, uh, the intellectuals retreat from society and become hermits instead. Which, if that isn't Shar Asnabel, I don't know what the fuck Oof. is. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like Amuro also did that in Zeta. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's he's yeah. not. He's not a working man. Like he's not yeah. he's not like on the other side. I I don't know. He's I feel like it's weird he's that elite. he's the one saying all this. Yeah. Mm. It is Again, the pot like, calling the kettle black. Like uh, the, right. this movie never does the work to make Amaro actually be an actual foil to Shar and it kind of sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's why I want Judo in here. But also I don't think Judo would do the radio thing. He's not like snooty like that he would do something better i'm saying yeah vehemently. like attacking char with a lead pipe <laughs> exactly <laughs> he would have just beat char's ass he would have worried about talking to him i know that's so good though that's like putting in the so work fucking... though like the fact yeah. he's doing this radio thing kind of makes him seem like he's doing this like intellectual thing being like yeah, I'm. I'm not a part of. I'm not the same as you, Char. I'm separate from you because I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll defeat you on the battlefield of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. <God>. Battle me. <laughs> yeah. Can we it's talk just, about their just, battle though? Their battle's sick. The battle's fucking cool. I love. Eventually, like you know, they're cutting limbs off, and it just turns into fucking punch out by the end. It's just like pure mobile suit and melee combat, and it's so fucking dope. Yeah. I noticed oh God, that. Yeah. Um, Shard does beam saber and like cuts New Gundam's dick off and then immediately <laughs> yep. says the line, My saber is weaker than his. Yeah. Like, fucking sure gay, does. gay, homosexual gay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gay, gay. It is a bit of a bummer how th- this is just me screaming about robots, but like the Sazabi has a fucking like 
battle axe beam that it doesn't use in the movie that you see in Beltorchica's Children, oh. but it's not the Zabi, it's the Nightingale, which is cooler than the Zabi. Yeah. But yeah, I'll send you a picture later, Sarah. It is, imagine if a beam saber also had, like, battle axe outputters on the side, mm. so it's, like, this insane, like, huge fucking triple beam thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, my you, God. You see it for, like, half a second during this final battle. It's mm. like, um, it's like the O's, like, uh, uh, emergency. Exactly. I was literally like, gonna say that. It's, it's like it's extra <laughs> skirt manipulators. Yeah. <laughs> it shows, if, like, if you blink you miss seeing it it sucks <laughs> it's cool though yeah. um um also i know uh I, I said this last night but i can't get over like the the beam sabers are so short in this movie and like they, they, they get longer when they swing them like a smash bros beam saber but it's just like it's <laughs> it's such a weird aesthetic decision for them to make <laughs> yeah yeah it, like it's Again, it seems like it's realism. It's like, well, you wouldn't want to have your power going all the time, and you only want the power when you're swinging it. So it's just like, okay, yeah, but like, what if they were always just like blasting out the whole time, you know? Yeah. But what if it looked cool? (laughs) Yeah. What if it looked cool? What if we said, wow, cool robot? Wow, (laughs) man. This is, again, this is the part of the movie where I think because it's two fucking hours long, and by this time, my brain is fried, and I just give up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, wow, cool robot, and I'm at peace. You, yeah, you see, right, you're fucking, like, you see the Sazabi like windmill both its arms with like capers. Yes, <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> the, the boys are fighting for the final time. The boys time. are fighting. fighting. Um, and they may or may not be so dead more. Now. De- they're dead. They don't say so in the movie, but in the in the in the book, yeah, they're dead. I, I, I figured they were just based on like what was happening, but yeah. yeah. You know. So, Morg, do you want to know what the Tetris piece is in the book? <sighs> I'm a little worried um, before we... I mean, I guess we can get to that, and then well, I can talk about do other we, stuff. Do first. we want to do that first, or do we want to... T- well, I, yeah, we should talk about the what the Tetris piece is in the book before we talk about this final little revelation that Shar and Amaro have. Uh, mm-hmm. God, first, I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to say the fun words uh, Deus Ex Tetris that I've just been thinking Ooh, about all night. There you go. That's Good. just what happens in this movie. So, um, book time. So, the Tetris piece is not a T in the book. Okay. What it letter is, a is B. it? B! It is a B? Fuck. A-B-Y. Ba- baby. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Amaro's and Beltorgica's unborn no. child. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. No, no, it's not. Yep. No, nope. Yep. You're lying. No, you made yep. that up. No, um, no, no, Jake, I want no, you to consider no. why the book is called Belter Chica's Children. No, no, no. Yeah, and not not only Belter Chica's unborn child, but also like all of the children on Earth. Literally, you see their like fucking soul power fly out into space. No, oh no, my god. No. <laughs> it's it's somehow better and more stupid than the movie at the same time. No. <laughs> I can see like, that. I can see that. It's it's the fucking. Like, yeah, because, because again, there's no chance. It's Belle Tortuga the whole time. Like, she's the one who goes in that read She doesn't die. Um, but, like, she fucking... She doesn't die? She, wait, does she die? I don't think... I hope so. I don't think she dies. But, like, she, oh. she has this, like, new type of awareness. As she, like, she, like... Wa- there's a fucking weird shot of her like floating in space but like it's her new type powers or something or maybe it's the baby's new type powers going through her and she's seeing all of the fucking new type power flow to access and push it away but it it is just so fucking insane that like ah it's like just as mind-bending as the movie is that's just that's both that's both like makes 
it's less like okay this is a goofy like tetris piece but it's like so stupid also because it's a baby babies ever after literally like there is this concept of like First of all, Amuro fucked, which, like, yeah, we know, but, like, also, it's, like... <laughs> Unfortunate, but true. What the fuck? And also, I do like the idea of a, like, weird, like, super powerful Amuro kid in the future. Like, part of me likes that and hates it at the same time. But also just, like, <laughs> the fact that it's what helps the... Uh, helps the Gundam, like... <laughs> be strong enough and resonate or whatever the fuck with everything. It is the it's the laziest answer Tomino has ever given to his whole personal dilemma politically because like Tomino is very famous about the fact that like he thinks that uh you know adults are fundamentally corrupted by their their previous experiences and even though they could possibly do something to create a better world that if if they don't hand that world over to children to actually run to like the next generation they will only ever like pollute it that's why like that's why like char constantly says stuff like that and why char doesn't want to be a leader in the future is it's tomino explicitly saying that he doesn't he's been because he grew up in a failed society he doesn't trust his ability to make a a better society and to have his like answer in this movie be oh well what kind of person has zero experiences corrupted by by the physical realm oh an unborn child that's who's gonna save this movie or this book and it's just like i want to slap him in the face i hate that man so fucking much i hate it so fuck that guy i i don't know how (sighs) i feel about it actually just because it's like different and it's stupid in a different way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I will say the best thing I can say about the, the graphic novel is it looks fucking gorgeous. Like it is drawn beautifully. The robots. Are, well, I mean, I look. I'm of the correct opinion that the Nightingale score than the Sazabi, and you get to see a lot more of that in the comic. But like, yeah, it's it's different. I think like I I know that there is the whole part where Quest is just in her underwear. But like, I think it's worth reading just to see how it's different than the movie. Mm. Like, you've definitely convinced uh, me. The baby thing just was like, you, yep, okay, I got it. You can find stuff. it free online. You can see what it's like. It's it's fucking batshit in a different way, but like, it's it. I feel like it informs the movie and vice versa. Just because because uh, like the production notes on this is that the original 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 form of the story was called High Streamer, um, which was more based on this. And then they wanted they, they told Tomino, hey, you get the movie out of this. And Tomino um, wrote Beltorchica's Children. And they're like, no, we don't want a movie based on that. And the movie is based more on High Streamer. So then Beltortica's Children became the novel. So it's like, it's several degrees of separation mm. away from the original form of this story. But Beltortica was in the very original form of this story, not Chan. Beltortica, like... It's, it's fucking... Beltortica, you know, at least we Ugh. know her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not mad that Beltorchik is not in this movie. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, uh, I don't like her. Don't really love her. Her vibes either. are rancid. I don't really like her, but I'm also like, who's Chan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Chan is just like a cool. She's a cool girl, TM, kind of. She's cool. Um, it, but, like, it just. Her dying doesn't make that much impact because we don't. The thing is, what actually. The thing about the baby thing that I like a bit more is because the tea itself is not is a fucking 
piece of machinery, <laughs> so, sort of. Um, so in order to imbue that with sentience so that it can then deus ex tetris the plot chan (laughs) needs to die so that she can go into it Mm -hmm. so that that can then happen and like the baby thing just kind of makes a little it's just a bit more straightforward it makes more like sorry sorry (laughs) it's just again the tea thing um you know when i'm reading colin's summaries and i'm like oh is that what happened in the movie because the tea thing just it's just like what it just kind of happens and you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) the baby thing's like more internally consistent almost like i can see it happening more like because we don't know everything about new types anyway whereas i'm just like i don't know this weird tetris piece being the key is weird (laughs) especially because she had to die that baby is going baby's going to be a new type god. Yeah, right? Does the baby die? I I don't think Beltorchica dies. Hold on, I can literally look right now, because (laughs) I have it open. Beltorchica's Children, chapter 7. I'm going to scroll to the end of it and see what fucking happens. Um, I'm opening it. Um, Okay, so they're pushing it back, blah 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 blah. We see kids on Earth running. Beltorchica's like floating in space right now. Um, She's uh, uh, Papa, because the baby uh Beltorchica is no, I no yeah no yeah Beltorchica's alive. She doesn't die. She's alive. Okay, Abby's alive. So I feel like the, so the, when the baby gets born, it's gonna be like a kind of uh, June type situation where like it's just a fucking new type god and turns into a worm. Yeah, a worm. <laughs> yep. There we go. <laughs> Hopefully, we never get to see that story though. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care for it. Yeah. I don't oh, want it. For- not, not like this. Oh yeah. A very um, twisted part of me is like that. But no, I think yeah, it would be, be bad. More... Yeah, I, I um... don't think that Hathaway's Flash even touches that, even though it is a direct sequel to Belter Chica's Children. Uh, yeah, well, that that's more of Hathaway becoming the Joker after like, <laughs> yeah. seeing Quest die. Hathaway right? becomes the Joker? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the, now the, I gotta watch this, too. The, the, <laughs> well, I mean, that's in, like, the that's gonna be the wild thing about the fact that they're, they're making Hathaway's Flash movies now, is they're making Hathaway's Flash movies oh. that are sequels to Char's Counterattack and oh. Unicorn instead of Belter Chica's Children, so uh. we don't know how Joker fight he's gonna be but yeah what if you what if you saw a girl you like died and so you became um uh, an epa uh investigator and also a terrorist <laughs> both can be it true. is very interesting because he's not the one that kills her in charles County. right yeah, th- yeah that that's that's curious then yeah. that'll be fun to see that'll it be might, a wild core yeah. special when that happens. it might still fuck him up though <laughs> like it would yeah. fuck me up the, uh the the one thing from the trailer that we have that confirms that yes he is definitely fucked up about it is just like how char has his little sequence of of reanimating the whole lala death scene um one of the trailers has uh the quest uh hitting mm. amuro and taking his gun scene but reanimated from hathaway's perspective oh, oh yeah that's kind of cool yeah it's kind of interesting uh Anyways, is it is it time to talk about Char and Amro's mommy GF? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's fucking do that shit. I guess. Uh, I God. I have this I have this whole thing translated. If you just want me to read off lines yeah, right let's now, because I have a lot to do. Go for um, it. So yeah, uh, Amro and and Char are hanging out in their in their psycho frames, and uh, you know the green light starts to expand out and push away all the other pilots, uh, and Char finally. Uh, you know, feels the power of it, but says that he senses no fear. Rather, he feels warmth, even comfort. Um, 
uh, and that, uh, you know, finally he realizes that humans who can possess warmth are still cruel enough to destroy Earth. Why don't you understand that, Amaro? And Amaro says, I do know that, and that's why we uh, why I have to show the world the light of the human heart. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. For man who thinks that way, you're awfully cold to Quest. I'm not a machine. I could have. I couldn't be a father to Quest. Is that it? Is that why you use Quest like some kind of machine? And that's when Char realizes. So Quest was searching for a father figure. I see why I found her annoying and turned her into a machine. Uh, I thought you were more broad-minded. Uh, and that's when Char says, Lala soon was a woman who may have become a mother to me. You took her life, so don't judge me. And then Amuro says, Lala, a mother? And then they explode in green light and Axis gets pushed back. Yeah. <laughs> it is fuck fucking Jesus insane. Mm. 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 My guy? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm glad they're both dead. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. they're both dead. I'm glad they died. I, this is like how they had to go out. Like, listen, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> if if they have to like make those realizations, it's time for them to go. You know, <laughs> it's time to go. Uh, it's time to you know go. What, though? Good, good for good for Lala for getting like you know what? Maybe it's better that she she got she she died <laughs> so that she didn't have to become his mom. Yeah, like yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, right? It's good that Lala's fucking gone so she doesn't have to deal with these man-children. Yeah. She's like, actually, no, I'm good like this. I know war... You know, <laughs> I'm glad you oh, killed me, I know, Amaro. like, trauma you... can, like, fuck you up and make you, like, stuck in the age that you had the trauma at sometimes for some people, but this is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. I just... Sorry, can I, I... Give, can I give y'all the most charitable read I can give this whole thing as someone who has lived with this movie for half of my life as someone who is uh, sharp held yes <laughs> i think what this is and i think it would be better if we had a psychedelic sequence where lala could actually be talking to them right now mm-hmm. okay. but i think what it is is showing that char is irreparably damaged by what happened um yes, sure. and it is and because we sh- we see amuro at the beginning of this movie having a more antagonistic relationship with 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 uh uh, Lala and the fact that Lala is still a part of both of their lives, that it's the fact that Amara realizes that Lala is is some theoretical form of a mother, and that's how the whole thing comes together for Amaro that that is like he he and Shar need to follow Lala into the soup, in into space. They need to leave their bodies and and basically join what would probably have like you know, four and everybody else in this soup if we were allowed to reference Zeta and Double Zeta in this movie. Um <laughs> because that's how that's how Amaro can actually show the light of human will and wisdom and connect with everybody the way that that kind of Chan brought everybody to help them. And so that's why they explode. He sees like theoretically maybe sees Lala not as a as a biological, physical mother, but as like a person who can guide them to this this greater being where Lala doesn't have to be alone and they can help guide humanity together. That's But you know, that's kind of really reading super deep into this movie that really does not try to tell you what the fuck it's doing that's with very this moment. Charitable. <laughs> right. That's very charitable, especially because it this conversation happens directly after a Coes. <laughs> they realize that Coes is talking about Looking for a father figure. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit much. I appreciate the read. I don't know if it's true. 
I have a, uh, yeah. a, well, a similar read and also an explanation for why there isn't a psychedelic uh, sequence here. Um, mm-hmm. By my read on this is that, you know, Amaro and Shar are so clear. Because a lot of what Shar is saying is like, Amaro, why won't you understand? And Shar is like, and Amaro is like, Shar, why won't you understand? And like, you know, if in is, you know, kind of a Zeta or double Zeta type situation, you know, they might be inclined to have a psychedelic kind of montage sequence where they like finally connect in this moment of death whether Lala is there or not either way like they finally connect and understand each other but um I think that would be too gay of them so they, they're not doing that <laughs> right we can't show that not in this because literally I swear to fucking god every single time that's happened it's between teen boy and girl antagonist and I like oh, that. It just could never happen between two heterosexual men. Nope. It's always this. Especially sucks. Like it sucks considering that like he wrote Zeta specifically with like fucking gay subtext in mind between them. Like there is so many pointed facts about that. And he's even said he's even talked about it in interviews how he would have felt it a failure of Zeta if if it ended and nobody wrote Shar Amaro slash Fig. Fuck yes. Okay, I don't Hell like yeah. Tomino a lot of the time, but I do like to hear this. This kind of to you. Stop, what? stop, maybe, clock, etc., etc. Maybe he's maybe he's okay. He's all right. <laughs> Under no circumstances do you have to hand it to him. But that's so but. funny. I want actually like that's kind of how I want to write things. Like, oh man, if you don't write slash fic about my stories, I've done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> actually, my stories are going to be explicitly gay, so it's a little different. Yeah. But. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Right. It's mm-hmm. that's yeah. incredible and like that does like color Zeta very interestingly yeah. to me. But it also yeah. makes this movie like hurt so much more because it's like they can't they resonate. They literally like talk about how they're like <laughs> stupid, like psycho communist frames fucking resonate. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't show it. They can't show Yeah. They can't show. It's like give, give yeah. me something. They can't show it's, men kissing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they have a character say on screen that love and hate are, are the same side of, of a coin, and mm-hmm. then they show two men get so mad at each other that like they explode in green light and push an asteroid up like into orbit around Earth. That's like, love, baby. Just let them kiss. Yo, you know what would have been so much like Let him smooch. would have been better like if uh Nanai like was like instead of talking about ugh, talking about quests like what if she was like I can't believe she fell for him. What a motherfucker. I can't believe that he can't fucking think about me cuz he's too busy thinking about Amaro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just say it outright. Just yeah. have her say the line. Yeah. Because there is all that. Like, we didn't really touch on the fact that um, uh, Quest is told, like, explicitly, like, by uh, What's-His-Face, who's dead. Everyone's dead. Whatever. Um, Gune. <laughs> yeah. Gune. Uh, he's, like, explicitly, like, um, he is with Nanami for... Or, um, Nanai. Why do I keep saying Nanami? Nanai for, like... Uh, show purposes and for like mm. um he doesn't really like her that way he's like still in love with lala everyone knows that he like brings up the fact that he's rumored to like young girls unfortunately but um 
a lot of that has to do with, like, you could read it either, like, as that, which is what I assume a lot of the people who are, like, Charles Pedophile, like, read it as. Whereas, like, I would probably read it as, like, this dude is jealous and, like, feeling, and just, like, projecting onto Char, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah. even even Char's relationship with Nanai, like, as sexually charged as it can be, does feel like he's treating her like a mother a lot of time. Mm. Like, the slow motion motorboat yeah. feels like a toddler <laughs> running to their mom more than it does, like, yeah. a dude that's horny and, like, codependent on his girlfriend. It didn't feel <laughs> horny at all. Like, it yeah. felt like... Yeah. Like, it right. felt horny in, like, a you're my mommy kind of way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just Oedipus for me. Honestly, like, when I watched it, it just... That, that scene felt kind of sad. Yeah. Like, he was... Yeah. was like... I was like, oh, this man ain't right. <laughs> no. fuck. He yeah. hasn't been right for quite some time. Because, like... Also, in the... in the. Oh, know. I was just going to say, like, Nanai was kind of making pointed comments about, like, why didn't Kess do that? Why didn't Kess go into the... You know, yeah. Why didn't you tell Kess? Why... And, like, Char's like, I don't, I don't like her like that. Like, <laughs> I just told yeah. her I liked her like that. Which he does do. He is, like... Yeah, I'm gonna forget about Lala and Nanai for you, lol. But yeah. he's lying to her face because he says afterwards, yeah. like, yikes. Well, well, also that whole scene is like she's like I'm in like she barges into a public room and is like, are you? Are, am I a substitute for Lala? And he like drags her into a closet, and he's like, you can't. I, what are you talking about? And she's like, I love you. And he says, that's a problem. And then she says, I'll die for you. And he's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. I can use this. He literally like clears his throat when she barges in. He's like, <laughs> and then he like pushes her into the hallway and is like, "You can't be doing this. Everyone already think- thinks I'm a pedophile. Please don't make it worse." <laughs> yeah, I don't think the movie is very, and even like this applies to like Zeta as well. I don't think the movie is very good at showing us that Shara is only doing these things to manipulate people into doing what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like mm. Oh, go for it. Colin. Yeah. Like, so- I was gonna say that <laughs> oh fuck, we did it again. <laughs> okay. Quickly, I was gonna say that I only read it like that because of like the fact that like me, Colin and Max talked about that a lot during our Zeta watch. And like mm-hmm. that's the un- like if I had never really talked about Zeta with you guys, I don't think I would be thinking along those lines. I would just be like, why is he kissing this girl's hand? The fucking nuts. You yeah. know? Right. There if you're there is a distinct fanon that specifically frames that what Char does to Quest is what he did to Camille but on purpose. But after having oh. taken six point five thousand uh, you know, 6,500 words worth of notes about this movie, I think I have to accept that, like, that is a really good read by by fandom culture of the movie that's interesting that's not necessarily present in the movie when it comes down to it. Yeah. yeah. I was looking up that I guess he's done this with other girls in, like, some other media besides Lala and Quest where he, like, manipulates. That is stuff that gets, that's, that's like, you know, uh, the, the manga that I know you brought up, yeah. uh, Char's Deleted Affair, is meant to be, it's, it's published, like, pretty far after this. It's published in, like, the mid-90s, I want to say. Mm. And it is meant to kind of, like, take the Char-Quest relationship and then superimpose it on Haman, 
uh, who ends up being the main villain of Zeta and Double Zeta, yeah. uh, and does even grosser shit with it, basically. Oh. Uh, and is like, it's not written by Tomino, I don't oh, think. Oh, okay. Uh, I, and, okay. That, yeah. that actually, I feel like that does make a difference. Like, even though, like, Tomino isn't, like, writing all the Gundam anyway, but it's like, I yeah. feel like that is a different approach then. I didn't realize that. I'm. Okay. It's like uh, Shara's deleted affair. I want to say so um, specifically starts coming out of when Bandai kind of takes control of Gundam away from Tomino and starts handing it a lo- around to a lot of people. It's from the same era that like G Gundam and Gundam Wing are from, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, never mind then. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, say that's it's still not- nasty. Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh yes. Well, maybe that's not canon too. <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta and Double Zeta and all that stuff. Uh, it it does speak to the legacy that like Shar's character continues to have, though. Uh, People mm. constantly thinking this dude is a. And I I think maybe yeah. what we discovered in this uh in this this podcast is well yeah he kind of is. Uh, yes. For, yeah. I yeah. He's fucking sucks. Lala. I think like my final take in the. My final take on this is that it's actually irrelevant as to whether he is sexually attracted to these girls or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. He still fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it. It just. It's. I don't, I don't know. It's. It's just fucking like the more I saw of sharks, it's like okay, I'm fucking tired of this guy. Like go the fuck away. Either you know die or get therapy or literally do anything. But like. I, I feel like he almost exists to be just a frustrating. I'm just so mad because you know? I'm like, damn, I like him in Zeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss Quattro Bajina. I miss Quattro yeah, Bajina. I wonder what he's up to. It's... I wonder what Quattro's doing. They're just different characters to me now. They are. <laughs> it's honestly, Sarah. I, I, <laughs> I think I'm approaching the point where like I'm fine with completely ignoring that this movie exists and just sticking to as far as like the core UC canon is. 79 Zeta and Double Zeta. I don't need this movie now that I have Double yeah. Zeta. <laughs> if I don't... Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, if I don't have this movie and, like, I just think of Char as, like, fucking off after Zeta, that's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He can just fuck I, off. <laughs> I know I feel like I've been vehemently against this movie, but, like, I'm kind of dying to keep it. Yeah. If, like, I get to imagine my own headcanon of, like, the journey that Shar took, you know, between the end of Zeta and this movie, where he, you know, concluded that, oh, well, I guess I got to do war crimes in order to get what I want. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, I I remember watching this movie. I am distinctly reminded of the fact that I definitely said in uh, our Zeta wrap up of this podcast that like where um, Shar left off at the end of Zeta and where you know, where I thought he was going to be in this movie, which was, I just thought he was going to be doing eco-fascist war crimes, which he was. Um, (laughs) You know, I said that there's no way that that amount of character development can be effectively portrayed in a movie, and I was correct, it wasn't, they just kind of did some shit. Um, So I want to go on the record. But I do quite like to, I know, the fun of imagining that journey in my head. Yeah. I think there is a way yeah. to get to this char. I don't think we see it. And I don't think <laughs> yeah. a movie does I would like this. to see it. I, I would like to see it. Part of me wants to see it. I, part of me is just like, I'm in pain. And I hate it. <laughs> I think part of what needs to happen is like, I think this movie should be like, redone as like a six episode OVA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
like hour long episodes or something and just yeah they're pacing also <laughs> I, if it was like yeah. a different universe because I know fucking uh, it seems like Gundam likes to do different timelines and this is like the UC stuff like if this was like in a slightly different like spin on you know like a, a like a branch of the uc mm-hmm. universe or something right that would i think yeah. that works for me thinking of it like <laughs> in a different context than maybe what he would be in like double zeta like i feel like this movie just double zeta doesn't exist yeah i just all the things that happened in this movie i would have much preferred them to happen in the context of double zeta yeah. Um, and I think the reason I'm like, maybe I'll keep this one is because I look at it and I'm like, it gives me a framework to picture how m- things might have turned out if this movie didn't exist and all of this shit had kind of been part of the finale of Double Zeta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's very yeah. interesting, like a very like interesting branch, like branching, like you still kind of, it does seem like all of you have like a different vibe with this movie even if it's the same take as me but like a different vibe with it because you have seen double zeta and you're just like well well it's good with context but it's still a frustrating movie no matter what you're coming into it with (sighs) yeah Yeah. (sighs) i okay another hot take i have um i just glanced over at my notes another hot take i have is that this movie and possibly all of the gundam franchise would be better if there were no robots in it (laughs) Yeah, robots don't need to be in this movie. Like, (laughs) they get in the way of the plot and the ideology, and they clutter things up, and they just they distract me. So I, I don't think we need to. I feel like there is almost like two different things going on here. Like, um, I think I love. I would want to see more of the ideology, and because I want to see more of the ideology, that would mean less cool robots, which would be sad for a different reason. If I want to watch how cool, like just a robot thing like me there's other gundams for that i guess i'm so excited for g gundam <laughs> like g gundam god it's good i'm th- th- that is like my my biggest takeaway is i'm so fucking excited to watch something that doesn't exhaust me <laughs> this exhausts me i think that's part of it and i think like in the context of like giant robots it is interesting because it's I feel like it puts a lot of uh, what people would say about um, things like Evangelion being like turning this on its head. Like it kind of makes it not true. And I do like that. Like I Hmm. like that it kind of is does the whole like deconstruction of robot anime shit. But Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's a thing about Evangelion that like not not to rep another Gundam podcast on this podcast, but uh, the Great Gundam <laughs> Project makes a point of up until when Evangelion goes into production, they point out every single plot point in Gundam that is in Gundam and not a, and like it's just not a deconstruction in Evangelion. It's just Evangelion taking the same idea yeah. and using it, <laughs> right? Like down to the Gundam being somebody's mom kind of thing, right? Like, Ugh, yeah, <laughs> it's all a metaphor, but, like, baby. That's the thing, like being someone's mom, being someone's body, being like something outside of yourself. Oh, the fact that the mom thing. Oh no, <laughs> it's coming up again. <laughs> Except at least it's happening again. again. At least Shinji's like. A child, whereas like Char and Amro yeah. are just like emotionally damaged adults, which like yeah. big right. mood, but also God. I don't have that problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have that specific. I'm just, 
brain issue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking tired. I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm. Gl- I'm glad that we all got to watch this movie, but like, goddamn. <laughs> I know? had to keep pausing it, and I didn't finish this movie till one a.m., one thirty a.m. because <laughs> I had to keep pausing it because, and I started it like yeah. nine. <laughs> it literally took me three days to take notes for this movie. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, you can tell I'm out of things to say about this movie because I'm just sitting here uh, photoshopping basketballs into New Gundam's hands. <laughs> Maybe Ball's I wouldn't wife. have talked Ball's over Jake as much if I hadn't like <laughs> taken so many notes. Anyways. <laughs> um, I had a lot of feelings. Yeah, are there, are there things in our notes collectively that we haven't got to? I'm good. I, I wrote good. the words Gun- Colin. I wrote the words Gundam is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Um. Elaborate yeah. on that? It is. Uh, Gundam is Kingdom light. Hearts. Yeah. Gundam is light. Uh, uh, we gotta show the world the light within the human heart. Yeah. Um, mm. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into what, all the ways that I would fix this uh, movie with a rewrite, but I will say uh, number one with a bullet is uh, put Judo in this movie. Have the, that first battle, yes. instead of being over like to launch an asteroid, should be Judo coming back in a, in the Jupiter ship with a shipment of H3. And Char needs it so he can like use it to blow something up. Like... Get yeah. get that boy in this oh, movie. Yeah. Colin, please write like your version of this movie, like legitimately as fans. Why do you think I took over six thousand words worth of notes <laughs> with timestamps in them? I cannot. Please wait for post those. it to the Discord if and when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. If we have nothing else to say about the movie itself, Sarah, would you like to cleanse our palate? Oh, I fucking would. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go, Axis. Let's fucking go. Um... I think... Is the Let's Go Axis a meme because it sounds like, like, time to go apeshit? I think it's just more just a... A, a recognizable phrase. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a phrase that just rolls off the tongue really weird. <laughs> Time to go, Axis. Yeah. Let's go, Axis. I am getting it mixed up with um, Let's Go Lesbians, which is why mm. I keep saying it. <laughs> Time to go, Lesbians. Mm, Axis, I'm doing something very wicked. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking wicked. of things to do wicked, <laughs> I have prepared mm. a tier list uh, for this movie of the most important thing of all of Gundam, which is a tier list of all the shitty blondes that we meet yes, over yes, the course yes. of these three animes in this movie. So, um, I'm go. I don't have. I didn't have a, like a tier maker. I've just written these down in a sheet of paper. Sure. Um, and I'm going to do it by hand. So excellent. Good. A. A- a- analog tier maker. Yeah. D. I'm gonna have to look up some S. of these blondes. I think. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go in kind of order of appearance. So the first blonde that we see in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam is in fact Shara Aznable, version 1.0 with the the first cool red suit and the cape and the mask and all that. You know him. You love him. How are we ranking Shara Aznable? How many Shars are there? Uh, um, I have four on my list. Okay. <laughs> So this is Devil Seventy Nine Char Asnabel. Yeah, I, I'm like he's just so iconic, so fun. I love him in Double O Seventy Nine. I I feel a tier for Double O Seventy Nine Char personally. Okay, <laughs> a is what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. I was thinking maybe a, even though he's committing lots of war crimes, but so is everyone, and I have to remind myself. I, that. I, yeah, I would he, agree. He's I would just a agree. Classic a. shitty blonde. Yeah. He's killing our royal family. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's, true. Yeah. You know, true. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Next blonde is Sila Moss. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, say B tier on this one. Really? Yeah, I'd say B tier too. She, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like. Enough, she's good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think she's hampered by the fact that her uh, voice actor got bonitis. Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very you know, yeah. she is a venture capitalist, so I do assume she has lots of her gold in Bitcoin now, which does make her pretty shitty. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, no, Colin, it's Funnel Coin. <laughs> funnel Coin, excuse me. Oh, I guess we have to like, th- since the tier is shitty blondes. Sometimes you you go up higher when you're shittier. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, being it, shitty it's just the more intense you are, the higher up you are. Yeah. yeah. I do think we are ranking these in order of blogs we like the most, but that's what know. I yeah, was it's thinking. Just, it's just best. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't like um, Sela is what it comes down to. I don't like her as much as I thought I did. <laughs> I don't like her, but I don't dislike her either. Yeah. She's, yeah, I think B tier is good because she's just fine. Yeah, you know? I think she's okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, B tier good. Okay, next blonde, right. Job John. Fucking remember what? that guy? He's one of the he's one of the white base bridge crew, right? Yeah, he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. Like what, what's the lowest tier you have? D? Uh, I have D tier, but I can make lower tiers. I don't. Uh, like, I legit uh, don't even remember this guy. Yeah, D tier. Yeah, no, dunk him in the bottom. D tier. Yeah, yeah, D tier. Sorry, not, sorry, Job John, get fucked. He's not bad enough to go below D tier. Correct. Yeah, he's nothing. He's truly nothing. Okay, next blonde, Iselina. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I think also B tier. She was Garma's oh, girlfriend. Yeah. 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 She did go sicko mode and try to fly a plane into the white base. Uh, I think that's why it was yeah. B tier yeah. and not C tier, actually, is because she yeah. did go sicko yeah. mode. Yeah. I think she was also a new type, apparently. Didn't know that. <laughs> According to the Gundam wiki. Oh. I, yeah. I think B, because again, she's fine. Like, she she has, she's decently memorable, at least for me. I don't know about the rest of you freaks. Wow. But, um. I said who because I couldn't, like, <laughs> picture her but then you said Garma's girlfriend which is upsetting she, she, that I only know her as Garma's girlfriend but I mean she, she did was die in, she was like, like three episodes which is fun like <laughs> yeah she had fun meatballs I think B. yeah okay yeah put her in B yeah um okay next blonde a uh, Hamon with an O Ramaral oh, ultimate wife yeah. ultimate wife uh a tier definitely a tier a tier a tier I was about to say some untoward things about her and Rambaral, oh, but no. I pulled myself back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the final, bl- no, wait, not final blonde, Kika, forgot about Kika. Oh, She's God. Baby. I I think that she might be S tier to me. Yeah. Really? I love Kika. I, actually, no, I do like that she's like the leader of the little orphans and that she yeah. does that fun heist in Jamburu and wiggles her little toesies and like picks a lock with her toes. That's pretty Is cool. she? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Are there two K- Kikas? She, she, at least eight. Are there two Kikas or are they the same? Because no. Oh, well, well, like, like double something nine yeah. Kika and Zeta Kika? No, I've just put one Kika. Okay, then I would say she appears. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't like oh, appear you don't much know. <laughs> with the yeah. Zeta, does she? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, I mean. She's, I like her, but I still was going to put her in, like, C tier. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like we mm. can compromise on B or A. Yeah. I, I'll compromise for B. B is fine. Okay. B is fine. So far, B is, is all the girls. B is so all the women. Let's go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and then the final blonde is uh, Slagger. Oh, my God. C tier. As much as I love <laughs> Slagger, I think, like, person. D... D or E tier for Slicker. Okay, yeah. I've just written in a tier underneath D, which is F tier, because that's where I want to put Slicker. Okay, let's put Slicker in F tier. I love him, but he sucks. I love him, he sucks. He punched Cameron Bloom. That's the only good thing he, he ever yes. did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's on the list. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
No, that is all the blondes that I, we could think of last night in 0079 First Gundam. Yes. Next is Zeta Blonde, starting with Quatrbachina. S tier. I'm glad we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> Unanimous. We're souped up on Quatrbachina. We're all Quatropilled. <laughs> yeah. Quatrbachinas, maybe more. Maybe imagine. <laughs> uh okay. Um I think the next blonde we meet in Zeta is Jared Mesa. Um oh you mean my favorite uh, character in UC uh, trilogy? Yeah. Also S tier. Um uh, listen, here's I would say we should put him on S tier, but he did get flung off the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, so I think he rolls down to A tier. I think he might be A tier. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I would with say A tier. I don't think he's, he's I don't so think <laughs> <laughs> he's my favorite UC character, but he also got thrown down he's a mountain. Like- <laughs> That's one of my favorite gifs. I love that. Oh, <laughs> he failed upwards. What a good, okay. what a good, what a good character. Um, yeah. Good yeah. boy. Okay, Leela. One of the Leela, Jared's first mommy uh, GF. Uh, mommy GFs. Oh, everyone's wanting I'm- their mama GF, huh? I'm willing to say A tier on Leela. Really? Really? I was going to say like C tier. Okay. I don't see if we compromise her and put her in B tier. That means B tier is still the only, only girls. C tier yeah. still it's a girls club. I, I think B tier is a good fit for her. Yeah. She does remind me a lot of Hamon. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah Leela girls club. Yeah. Let's, yeah, girls rock. <laughs> girls rock. Um, okay, then we have uh, I think Heineken and Belex. We could rank them separately or together. I don't know. Let's rank them separately. Uh, well, are because they different? Because I think one worst. of them's like creepier. <laughs> They're both. No, yeah, that's true. Hankel was kind of a weird creep towards Emma. Oh, that's a lot his of the time. name. Yeah, I'm willing to put Blex in D and Hankel in E. Yeah, I was. I know. I yeah. might want to put Blex in F with Slager, honestly. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Blex did say change the world my final message though. I'm putting Blex Everyone in says that. Uh, D and uh Henkel in F because I'm running out of space on this piece of paper. Okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> you gotta think about these things. It's not it's not that it's not that Blex is better than Henkel, it's that Henkel's worse than yes. Blex. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um okay, next one is Taurus. Oh, Taurus is an A tier for me. I yeah. fucking love Taurus. Yeah. Taurus is great. All, he just wants his porn from Hong Kong. Like, just. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that plot. Oh my god. <laughs> um, does Taurus die? No. Look no. at him. He had the he had the good sense not to show up to the Shars Connor attack yeah, casting call. He, re- he yeah. retired. Good for him. God, is that the first time you. I said the name of the movie? He's probably like working in a shipping company with like uh Beecha and Mondo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah hey, I- important completely random interjection, but uh Gigalithic artist of um Paradise Killer just messaged me saying, Idea, the image of Dr. Phil handing you the L, but he's handing you the psycho frame fragment. <laughs> 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 okay, we gotta get on it for a Discord emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> okay, uh, next blonde is the guy in double in Zeta who was Jared too, whose name is Baran Blutark. Baran Blutark, yeah, he's fucking, he's he's like detailed. Yeah, does yeah. he kind of suck? He's, he's like no one. We called him like the second evolution of Jared. I kind of want to put him yeah. in C tier because there's no one in C tier currently, and it's looking a bit empty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put sure. him, yeah. He has to fill a space with his cool. He has big eyebrows. Yeah. I like that. I don't remember him. him doing anything explicitly problematic. So I feel like C tier is the yeah. right tier for him. He's fine. <laughs> the most problematic thing he did was pilot an Ashmar Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, see, that's why I'm putting him in C tier because I love the Ashmar. <laughs> we love it. Okay. Next blonde, Bell Torchica. F tier. Mm, F tier. Fucker. <laughs> 
Do you think I could, you know Maybe what, I know e. I said I was running out of space in the piece of paper, but I think I could just about squeeze an E. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll, F fine, or E. Fine. Because she does have a cool baby, so she gets bumped up a tier <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, she does have a cool baby. <laughs> okay, I'll put her, like, kind of, on, in, cool in, in mid, mid, sort of in the space, you know, I'll just, I'll write her in here, just down there. Not quite mm. E, but. You can also be typing this out, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, another yet again nearly forgot the orphans uh, Coom oh I like Coom quite a bit uh, uh, A tier Coom's great yeah. yeah A tier easy A yeah. really I have no she's just, she's just kick it but does more I'm sorry you know? you know that is true she does make toast ooh yeah yeah okay Coom and then uh, we've got two more balloons to go uh, Gates <laughs> oh fucking like I, Gates also in E tier I love really? Gates but yeah he's E tier <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I can't remember what Gates really does. I was going to put him in C tier because that uh, seems to be the blonde tier, but... He's Rosamia's like quote-unquote brother. brother. Uh, yeah. Oh, he has, yeah. He has oh, blonde side hair. Completely. If I bleached my hair in college, or if I when I first moved down to Virginia Beach, if I bleached my hair, I would look like Gates. Oh. He's like if Garma was a platinum blonde. <laughs> but I <Okay>. like <laughs> And last, last and also least, Yazan. S tier. S tier. S tier. <laughs> Sarah, the, the fucking pig leg. Uh, yeah. Double Zeta made him S tier. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think so I knew nasty. this guy. No. Oh, he's, oh, yeah. He's a gremlin. He is like the Aragorn of Gundam. He's he's never showered in his life. He's the most disgusting man alive. That's what he looks Imagine like. If, I love him yeah. so much. Imagine if Beavis grew up to be a fucking high-ranking officer in, in the Titans. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that transitions us nicely to Double Zeta. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's um, a wild animal. We love to see him. Uh, he's a fucking. He's feral. He's a rabbit. Oh he shit! Oh shit! Actually, I've just realized I've put Yazan twice on this list because I've got him once for Zeta and once for Double Zeta. We, we don't <laughs> need to go twice because he's yeah. fun. He's here twice. Blondes yeah. have more fun. Um, okay. So, uh, in Double Zeta, so we've got Yuzan. Do, uh, we also first meet L, I think is the first blonde we meet. L is A tier to yeah. me. Absolutely. I like L. She okay. has yeah. her independence and she does shoot a rocket launcher. Yes. <laughs> like on several occasions. And she's like a good pilot. She knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's great. we, <sighs> Toto. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, like, so he's interesting. I have- I half want to say S. I half want to say like F. <laughs> yeah, I, I. We should put him in double Zeta tier. Uh. Ba, 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 ba. Like put him in C tier, but like away from everyone else in yeah. C tier. I, I yeah. will say, Gl- Glimitoto is my favorite Gundam villain, having seen many Gundams. Uh. He's such a good fucking character. Okay, I'm really putting like him, him in C, but I'm also putting like a bubble circle around his name <laughs> and then an arrow down to F tier and an also an arrow up to nice. ZZ yeah. tier which you it's, it's because we're it, cloning him so he can be in all of the tiers <gasps> right yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it's Schrodinger's villain Schrodinger's blonde boy <laughs> we don't know what tier he's in um, speaking of cloning c- kind of um, we did say we would count uh, Kiara soon as being half a blonde yeah so yes. that she would be on the list uh, uh, S- I vote S tier. I love Kiara. S tier. I love yeah. S tier for Kara. She rules. Morg, uh, for your, for context for you, Kara soon is the horniest character in all of Gundam. What? 
She also looks straight out of an like an eighties hair metal band. Uh, and yeah, she's no, got she, big yeah. she looks like a Jim and the Holograms villain. Like she, she has gigantic uh, bedonka oh. doos. <laughs> Here, uh, I'm gonna post an image oh, mark. Boy, uh, okay. She she. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are her king to dongos. Oh. <laughs> she is half a blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was that shitty oh. Frank guy from that village whose name I have learned is June Cock. June, June Cock. Cock. Yeah, fucking like. <laughs> Also F tier, yeah, maybe. June yeah, Cock defines. Yeah, June Cock is in Frank tier. Oh, uh, God. Frank tier. <laughs> yeah, oh, the F stands for Frank. I forgot his name. He's he's fun, but yeah, he, yeah. he goes to F. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Morg, I, for I'm you sorry. to understand what you're missing with Double Zeta, I need you to know that June Frank is a French guy in uh, colonized Africa in an arc that's all about how all of the poor black Africans live in the city above ground oh. and all of the rich white European Africans live in a 80s strip mall that's uh, that's like underneath the city. <sighs> do you think it's ideology? Uh, <laughs> do, you th- do you think it's uh. themes? It's Why wonderful. do people say they don't like Double Zeta? That sounds like there's a lot going on. <laughs> Double Zeta is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so much happening. Um, Alright, what's next, Sarah? Yeah, Emery? Emily? Emery? Oh, f- can we also put her in F tier? I fucking hate Emery. Uh, um, yeah, should please. we put her in the C tier for cheating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put her, put her in C tier because she loves to fuck, she loves to want to fuck a famously married man. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of grew on me actually because I realized that the reason I hated her was because of how she was written and not and that like you but know that's all you she get. grew on me because yeah. I felt yeah. sorry for that's her. That's all you get from the characters how they're written. <laughs> Wait, I know. Uh, should, I know. Should we should we elevate her to B tier because really when we hate Emery we actually hate Bright. Bright. Okay, that's <gasps> good. Yes, it's B. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, her whole thing is that she wants to fuck Bright so badly. What the fuck? (laughs) She's in Girls Club. (laughs) She's She's in Girls Club Club and Um, she wants to fuck Bright. No. B tier also stands for booby. True. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then finally, for for Double Zeta, we have that one time Haman wore a blonde wig. (laughs) S tier. F tier. S tier. It's the worst wig in the world. Oh, that's. I was like, wait, don't you guys like Haman? It's. It was oh very God. funny when Rasara went up to her and said, "Hey, your vibes are the worst I've ever seen in my fucking life." Uh, so, did you say F or S? Because I couldn't quite. I didn't catch it. I said S. Colin said F. So is that another C one? Um, is it S because it's the me. character, and an F because it's the wig? Yeah, the wig is an F tier, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, since it's, it, we'll go off just the wig and put it in F tier because Haman is like I'm, unrankable. I'm writing she down Haman's wig. <laughs> the wig just the wig, not the character. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to bother adding any of the 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 new blondes in Char's counterattack, Ooh. or are they not worth it? Uh, well, well, no. Let's put. We are moving at on the very to least. Yeah, Char's counterattack. Um, Other than Char, I. I uh, Nanai doesn't Kaira. feel like a blonde to me. Yeah, Nanai's not a blonde. No, she's a brunette. Uh, she's 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 like a light brunette. Uh, so yeah, the the most the she's kind of only one really is uh, Kayla, which is Astonaisha's girlfriend who dies before receiving salad. I like Kara. Pasta. I love her. Can we put her in B tier with the girls? Yeah. Again? yeah, I love her like style and her energy. She's just fun. Yeah. I she, she I thought she was Emery at first because she has like the exact same we hair. Didn't, but... We didn't rank shitty. This char. That is oh, yeah. what we're here to do. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Finally. Oh, do we get to rank one, the rest Sarah? of the shars now? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. First, let's go with uh, Kasfal Remdaikun. Uh, <laughs> like C. Yeah, C F- for Kasfal. He's a clown. Oh wait, C tier for clown. C tier for clown. <laughs> that too. Okay, I would put Kasfal Daikun in C tier, and I would put Shar's counterattack Shar in F tier because fuck that. Absolutely F tier, like bottom of everybody. Yeah. The worst this blonde is imaginable. Rancid. He is the worst vibes. He gives people like me and Morgan bad names. <laughs> There's a reason I dyed my hair because I didn't want to look like Char. Blondes have more fun except for him. So now I'm a green. <laughs> Um, I'm putting the Casval I'm putting in. Oh, your green hair, that's nice. But it's a four one. Um, Keen. The Casval I'm putting in C tier is specifically the one from that one flashback in 0079 where he was like a little baby in a tree. I thought it was cute. Aww. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I know. Uh, uh, Jake, have you seen the origin? Yes. So at least Jake can agree with me on this that if we do rank Edward Mass, uh, <laughs> he is a cowboy. <laughs> oh yes, Ooh. I like Edgar like Ocelot MGS five situation. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, I forgot that Char um, went by that. Put him in. <laughs> what a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, like like the cowboy. That's giving me B tier vibes. Yeah, but I don't want to ruin the girls' party. No, yeah, no boys no allowed. allowed. Mm-hmm. I Should would I put say C tier. Yeah, yeah, C tier. C for cowboy. <laughs> See for cowboy. There you go, Edward Mass. Uh, I also have some bonus blondes. I'm not blonde. Okay. Uh, where are we putting Max <laughs> on this list? I I I can't rank myself. I I have to abstain from this vote. It's a conflict of interest. I don't interest. know. I think Max is an A tier. Probably A or S. Yeah. A. I, and where are we I'm putting more? Be- I'm happy being an A tier. Yeah. He he I, runs I, I the would, whole dang I, thing and edits the show, so I can't really put him yeah. lower than A tier. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would Not say Max. I, I would go so far to say that Max is S. That's what I was going to say. Either A or S. Yeah. Ass. Okay. What if he's ass here? Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Let's go with S. <laughs> okay. Ass my my, fa- my famous my famous ass. <laughs> he's got ass here. <sighs> okay. Um. I also I put Morgan put you in A tier. But that was while Max was there, and then we moved Max up to S tier. <laughs> I'm fine with that for editing the show. Yeah, I don't edit. I don't do shit. It's because you. I'm sorry, Morgan. It's because you dyed your hair. It's because I'm not blonde you can't, anymore. You can't come to S tier because you're I'm green right blue. now. I'm yeah. fake also, blonde. I mean, I am real blonde. I'm fake green. <laughs> yeah. I could never move you down to B because that's girls only. True. Um. So, our final um uh, tier list of shitty blondes from Gundam are starting at the bottom. We have in E or below tier in Hell is uh, Shara's counterattack Shara. Yes. Uh, moving up to kind of F tier zone, we have Haman's wig, Bell Torchica, Gates, E tier, Slagger, Henkel, June, Cock. This is <laughs> such a funny name to me. <laughs> D tier is Blex and Job John. In C tier, we have Boran Blue Tark, aka uh, Jared Second Evolution. We have <laughs> Glemmy Toto as a balance between S tier and F tier. We have Kasfal Daikun and Edward Mas. In B tier, B for boobies, B for bright, B for girl, uh, bartying. <laughs> B for we have Sila, Isolina, Kika, Leela, Emery, and Kayla. In A tier, we have Shar, number one, the original. Uh, we have Hamode, Rambert Wild's wife. We have Jared, we have Torres, we have Kuma, L, and Morg. 
And in S tier, we have Quatrubagene Yazan from Zeta, uh, Chiara from Double Zeta. We have Max, host of the show. And in Double Zeta tier, top of it all, we have Yazan from Double Zeta coming in with a chicken leg to destroy <laughs> Dream all Dream one hearts. rotation in S tier. <laughs> <laughs> I like wow. that Double Zeta's at the top and not the bottom. Yeah, it's, the more letters you have, the higher you are. Yeah. That's how it works. Wow. Cool Did we robot. fucking do cool it? Blonde. We did it. We did the wow, dang cool thing. Blonde. We fucking... What a wow, cool blondes. What a journey we've been on, all of us. Oh my god, yeah. I can't believe we've done it. I can't, I can't believe, believe we've done this. Three hours, 15 minutes. We knew. We knew. Yeah, I'm just exhausted. We knew this was going to be a three hour episode. I told y'all, I said this is going to be at least three hours, and I was right. I'll watch it get cut down to under <sighs> three hours. Nah, it'll be like three. <laughs> I mean, there's like the 10 minutes that we took a break, but so the number will probably be different when y'all are hearing this, but you know. Number go down. Um, yeah, number go down. Yeah. <sighs> uh, fuck. You know? You know? <laughs> that was Damn. fun. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for undergoing this podcast journey with me. We're- and now I like actually have to leave you all like drifting in space as I continue We're- alone. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. We're all closing the book. It- yeah. We're all. Yeah. Dying in space, where we belong. We belong mm-hmm. in the soup. You say that like several of us haven't agreed to come back on the show at a later point. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Literally, all of you are going to be on the show again in the future. Come but like, who who knows when or with what show? I know what show. I mean, this is this is probably what like the last like crossover you do, unless you do like uh uh you know have a bunch of people to come on and talk about the the like various AUs that that happen or whatever. But Ooh. yeah, uh, who knows what the future holds? No, I don't. I would not blame you for not wanting to make another five person three and a half hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. longer than the movie. It's, you know what, Colin? It's not always up to me. It's just what podcast wants. Yeah. In, in, in podcast get with podcast Gotta one. feed the podcast monster <laughs> um <laughs> yeah all right so now let's do our plugs as we wind down um i guess i'll kick it off i've been max you can find me on twitter maxi bajillion i have other podcasts including pod of greed the world why wouldn't my voice crack there you've been talking greed, for three and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Pod of world's number one on the podcast, not by Gabacorp. That's on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. Sarah's on that one. Uh, we're near the end of GX. It's fucking whips. And my other show is called Stoppers Only, a video game we're music show the end podcast. Of GX already? That yeah, or and I'm sorry, the oh, end of season sorry. one. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just like, wait, <laughs> did I miss something? Yeah, now you yeah, fucking accelerated pace. Um, SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter. We are our next episode is going to be on Donkey Kong Country. Tune in for that. That'll be fucking fun. Or I guess that episode. No, yeah, we'll record that. Um, Morg, you're uh, next. sure. You can find me on Twitter at haunting the morg. That's haunting the m o r g. You can also find me on my other podcasts, uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast, where uh, Dan from Pot of Greed tells me and our friend Devin about Sonic lore, and it's funny and good, and it's also an XYZ noise space dot XYZ podcast. Uh, and then you can find my other podcast, uh, Departure Lounge, a uh, I call it an airplane-themed Hunter x Hunter podcast in order to differentiate it from <laughs> the other <laughs> hunter x hunter podcast that my other co-host does um it's fun uh it's a little behind where we actually are 
It's fine. It's good. Uh, uh, who should I throw it to? Uh, it's, uh, Colin, <laughs> I guess. Hey, what's up? My name's Colin. You can find me on the internet at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H or Pagetesque. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-E-S-Q-U-E. Uh, Pagetesque is my private Twitter, but if you're cool, I'll let you follow me. Um, you can check out my other shows. Uh, I have an actual like weird professional work show about environmental justice and environmental activism called Commonwealth Climate Talks, uh, where I interview uh, people working in uh, environmental activism in the state of Virginia. And then also, uh, I have the very opposite of that. Uh, I have MetaWatch, a show where me and my friend Witch, uh, Mitch watch MetaBots, uh, which is a really good show if you want um, a more head-empty uh, kids robot show. Uh, we just finished season two, and we're taking a short little break uh, before we start the third season. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jake? <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Jakey Poo. You can also catch me on Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play podcast, uh, where I'm playing as Seahawk from Shira. And uh, you can also follow or catch me on a podcast, Most Foul, where I talk about Artemis Foul with my wife Good and book. Sarah. Great movie. Great movie. Oh, the past. Oh, <laughs> we love the movie. Oh, is that me? Haha, hey, I've been Sarah. Uh, Sarah McCostumes. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Sarah McCostumes, Instagram, and shit like that. Not posting very much because I'm working 55 hours a week. But I also, between all that, managed to squeeze in several podcasts. Max already talked about Pot of Greed. Not really been on it very much because, again, 55 hours a week. But <laughs> what I have been doing is every Sunday, me and my Never Believe It co-hosts from the famous Naruto D-Watch podcast, Never Believe It, where we would watch Naruto filler. We stopped watching Naruto filler because it fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> and we started writing our and drawing our own manga. So that's what we're doing there, and you should go tune that. in and check it out. I also did recently just finish up a, another very badly written uh, media property podcast where we discussed the book Name of the Wind that is called Quoth Killer, Pod- Quoth Killer Chronicles, and you should listen to it if you, like us, also despise Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully Thanks. so. Um, this podcast you can find on twitter.com slash podcast. There's a link to our Discord in this episode description and our Twitter account. Come hang out with us. We talk about the show. We talk about Gunpla. We talk about fucking whatever we want. They beg me uh, to watch more of the beach. show. <laughs> <laughs> about a, on, on a weekly basis, but not anymore. You're free from that now. Um, you can go to noisepace.xyz to find this and many, many more podcasts. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for running that whole show. Um... And I have one final question that I want all of us to answer in tandem at the exact same time, because that's how it works. So I'm going to ask us collectively, what is our robot of the week? And I'm going to count down and we're all going to say it at the same time. Okay. Do you need, I will give us 10 seconds Uh, to think of it. Oh, I already know. Okay. I know. Is our robot of the week three, two, one bender, bender, bender <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Soup. It's the soup. It's happening again. It, ha- it happened again. It happened again. Thank you, everybody. Good. I'm glad that we're still drift compatible after all these years. Oh, um. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Okay. 
finally, and this is also something that you can all say in unison. I will, I will be the call, Ooh. and y'all will be the response to say goodbye to the UC for quite some time. I'll be back one day, uh, not soon enough. In the words of Tetris, <laughs> a fun, wonderful little T-block, war is bad. Wow. wow! Cool robot. Cool robot. Cool robot. Amaro's a cop. Damn. <laughs> Get his ass! <laughs> Good night, new types. <laughs>